Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Episode 365 of the Bad Boys Podcast. Whoa, what's going on? Hold on. Uh, just getting Let Harley get comfortable. Am I, oh, am I, am I making a bunch of noise? Sorry. <laughs> I was literally just kicking my flip. Are you off. moving? Yeah, a little bit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I love how you have to ask, oh, did I, did I do that? Did I make a noise? Well, he's fucking moving. <laughs> well, I didn't think I was, I wasn't like fucking doing. I play the music again, Tony. This guy just, hey, to, I don't understand why he had to move the moment the music starts playing. Like, oh, I should start moving right now before the intro. Oh, that's fucking guy. Hey, don't oh. you have some cable to install in Fallbrook right now or some shit? This fucking guy. No, I don't understand like how like the whole time we're not moving, but the mu- I'm ready to do my intro. The music starts playing. Oh, I think now is about a good time for me to move and start making a lot of noise. I, I wasn't doing anything, so I didn't think it was going to interrupt it. You weren't doing anything. That's the thing. I wasn't. I just kicked off my flip flops. You make that much noise by kicking off your flip flops. Apparently, some big old flip flops, man. Doing anything? You guys sitting in a fucking car? What are you doing sitting in the car? Well, are you stealing internet again? I am stealing internet again. (laughs) Are you in the front seat or in the back seat? I'm in the back seat. I started in the back seat. It's way more comfortable. That's how he drove there. He's tall enough. <laughs> you don't have a front seat, yeah. Didn't, didn't Arnold do that in Commando? Strip the seat off so yeah, he can drive? Yeah, he ripped the seat out so he can sit on the seat. floor, yeah. Thanks for tuning to the Bad Boys Podcast, where we're about to randomly rant on all things movies. Costco samples like a motherfucker. I am your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always... Harley, a.k.a. I never have anything smart to say, Marcus Burnett. A doinky doink, sorry dad, DJ Tanner, any of those would work. Mm-hmm. You don't remember oh, that song? Yeah, 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 pop star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and who's over there? Yeah, this is Tony, aka MCP. How are you doing, Tony? I'm good. I appreciate your professionalism and not moving around, and you know, I'm making a lot of noise. <laughs> I keep my I keep my finger over the mute button. You do, huh? You're way more professional than that other guy over there. <laughs> He's fucked. Well, I got I got internet. That, that you do have internet. Have a lot that you pay for, for it, huh? Mm-hmm. Your hard-earned money. I like that other guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three sixty-five. Where Eric code is that? Anybody want to take a guess? No. Can't you look up a Thomas brother in the back seat of your car there? <laughs> Did you have that one lying around there anywhere? Oh, man. What's going on, fellas? Ah, just another day in L.A. What's up with y'all? Well, we're ready to do this thing here. We got a, I could say we got a pretty uh, hefty episode this evening. Got a lot of movies to cover. Yeah, between movies Comic- and, and events. Comic-Con weekend just, uh, Comic-Con week is just over. It just, uh. That was it. Came and went just like that. Wait a whole year, then it come and it's uh, pretty insane. So we'll get into that. Uh, myself, Harley, we both watched Dunkirk. Yeah. Not even planned. You just went and saw it, and uh, Jeff wanted to go see a movie on Monday. And I saw it too. Tony looked like he went to the cinema with his busy ass schedule. I'm how the fuck he fit in Valerian, <laughs> but uh, he went and saw it. So you know, 
got nerdy shit on the cinema, he'll go check it out. And then we'll be reviewing Gifted, starring our boy Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, and uh, Wanna Be Dakota Fanning, or the new Dakota Fanning, and uh, Land of the Dead, from my man George Romero, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, so without any further ado, let's let Tony take the fucking mic. Let's, let's get his thoughts on... Uh, what is the actual full-length title of the movie you saw? Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Why is it called that? Because, well, the main the main character is Valerian. It's based on um, a comic series um, that are titled like Valerian and Loreline. Um, but in order to make it a tentpole movie, they had to throw in something that you know appealed to more audiences. So they threw in the City of a Thousand Planets, which is actually cool. One of the like the movie started off um, uh, with the uh, the space station and like the Russians going up into the space station or I don't know who was shaking hands with who and like there's Koreans and Japanese and like the space station was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger like it started in 1975 and 2005 2020 like like it just like the space station was growing with all these different nations of the planet and then aliens started showing up. And shaking hands and joining the 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 space station in like twenty one hundred or like you know sometime in the future, and so that's what the story was. The city of a thousand planets was is the space station that ended up getting kind of cobbled together with all these different races and and species, and it just got huge, um, which is a cool concept. I thought I mean a, I dug, I really dug that concept. So yeah, so the movie's a a space movie. It's a Luc Besson um fifth element fame um he it, it was you're a big fan of fifth elements okay to yeah, say. exactly so i was a shoe let the people know huh let the people know let the people know that fifth element was in the top top three <laughs> it was probably in my my number one for a while um go. but uh yeah so i love fifth element this movie had um the same kind of feel to it the big world, the big space, um, the universe was really, really cool. Uh, there's a lot of little, um, oh, looks like somebody dropped. I'm back. And come in, came back. <laughs> Drive around? What happened? He had a, he had to roll down the window for somebody. They know, your nuts? They know my, uh, they know I'm stealing really? the internet. They're booting me off. <laughs> you got someone know. flashing lights on you? I don't know. Are you okay? Yeah, Same around and rebooted the Wi-Fi on him. How does he even? How does he even do that? How, how does? How does that even happen? What? what you do don't you even say a goddamn word, and you still interrupt Tony. I know, right? <laughs> how do you do that? How the I, fuck do you do that? I'm special. You don't even have to say anything. You interrupt people. I just literally just fucking. And the only reason I notice is because whenever anyone joins the call. It messes up the like the volume levels, and so I, I'm able to see. I was like, "Oh shit, someone just joined, or someone someone just left." Um, I'll make the fourth wall. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, no, this movie was a lot of fun for me. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Fifth Element, and I am now a big fan of this movie. Definitely want to go see it again. I saw it in 2D. I hear that it's actually pretty fun in 3D. Um, like it wasn't filmed in 3D. It was it, it was Shocking. in post. But it works just because of the way the the way the worlds are built and they're very immersive. Um, it, it's it, it sounds like it'll be really cool in 3D. Um, yeah, so I'm a fan. Uh, the the characters worked. 
the acting was actually really really good um the parts where i think that like general audience and probably why the it didn't do so well with critics is that the the main characters are are almost like separate from the world like they're in their own little world um which kind of makes sense when it comes from a when you think it comes from a, a comic series that's titled they literally they're out of the world like they're just well it's more like like they're, they're always joking with each other and busting each other's balls but then no one there's not a lot of other human characters that are doing that like all the other human characters are in the military and very serious there's a couple characters that that are also goofy and like joking around but that i think um and laney first pointed out this that that balance where she felt like sometimes it was too joke they were joking too much when they're they should have been serious type thing um but i didn't give a shit it, it, was, it was funny to me i mean it, it was great uh, i enjoyed it so it gets it gets a dollar I mean, ethan hawk plays a character named jolly the pimp how can you not yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was out of like that. He was out of left field for sure. I did. Yeah, I was not expecting let ask, that. Let me ask you this. Yo. Um, since Karen Delevingne was terrible in Suicide Squad, is she terrible in this? I thought she was good. Oh, you um, did. Yeah, she she uh, she was playing the the you know the Mia Jovovich from Fifth Element. She's kind of a badass, but she actually has dialogue. She has uh, speaking uh, more of a speaking role that's not a foreign you know like a, a, the ancient language or whatever. But I thought um, you liked Mia's uh, speech, uh, speech in uh, Fifth Element. <laughs> What's that? I thought they liked Mia's uh, speaking in uh, Fifth Element. Oh yeah, her speaking's great. Um, but Kara has even more. Like, the, like there's okay. a lot more dialogue. She actually, it's it, there's a lot of. Um, well, she says her name's. They got her down as Sergeant Lorelle. Yes, Marlene. she's a sergeant. Um, they're and both. Dane is a major. Yes. So they're not brother or sister. No, no, no. They're no, they're they're. Lovers, they're they're you know he's he's he spends a whole movie trying to get the girl type thing. Okay. Um, uh, they're just uh, they're partners, so he's a major, she's a sergeant, and they are agents of whatever military organization. I don't fucking remember. Um, uh, and they're special agents, so they're like the top of their class, so um, they can handle you know they're always on special yeah, missions. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because I know you like it. I'm just trying to figure out the six point nine like. Do they not have good chemistry? Are they flat? Like what's like I said, I think the main issue is that there's there seems to be a clash between their chemistry and how they interact with the rest of the movie. Like the the there, there's a the plot is actually really really cool plot, um, but it's a serious plot, and the, the Valerian is always joking around, and they're both kind of joking around with each other. And almost like not taking things seriously. Does that bug you? Or you um, it didn't you bug me, bug but Lainey pointed it out that it's like it bugged her a little bit. Um, the other thing that I think could be why it didn't get uh, high reviews is that um, one of the major plot points has to do with a f- like a, a, a fully CG alien race, and they're on screen, you know, for a good portion of it, and I could see that that could pull people out like they're it's they it's not something we're used to um i mean we are i guess we are kind of used to it with like avatar type thing um where it's a fully cg oh, well full-on cg characters right right you mean like all you mean like all the planet of the apes movies 
Did I right, yeah, but did I like the Harley just reviewed last week. Well, let me yeah, ask the, you this: I mean, was it? But these are alien characters. Like apes, we know what they look like, but these are alien. They're, they're, that's not something we're familiar with. So it kind of weirds you out. Like, there's like, yeah, no, I, that I doesn't look that. right. You know, so that's that's the maybe. I, I mean, I don't is, know. This but. is a big unknown commodity kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's based on a comic book. Well, the, yeah, but. I mean, I'd certainly never heard of it. I mean, granted, oh, I'm, no, I'm, no, you, I'm no comic book guy. Just because Harley has it. Okay, listen up, folks. Harley didn't know Did, about uh, it. So had you, had you heard of it, Fonzo? Were you familiar with it at all? Of course. Oh, okay. They released footage of it at last year's Comic-Con. Oh, wow. It, it, cost, 100, it cost $177 million. <laughs> now, Holy does it need that much money? Shit. God, man, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the 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 scenes, the, the, the there was like one of the big. They call it's called the big market. Um, not to spoil too much of it, but the concept of the market was that it was like you go to a desert and like you don't see shit. They give you special goggles because the actual market is in another dimension, and so you go shopping at this market. In and like with these glasses, so you can see the other dimension and be able to buy stuff, and then you have to kind of like teleport it into your dimension to bring it out of the market. Um, so the scene that that scene is real, a lot of fun, it's really cool because you've got the like kind of like three different points of view you've got the desert scene where you can where it's got the other dimension in the background, you've got the the people who are wearing the goggles who can see both. And then you can have the the people that are in actually in the other dimension looking out to the visitors that have the goggles. Um, so it was cool. Like, but it was very. There's a lot of special effects going on with that. Um, How many special effects were in it? Apparently, there was. Uh, wait, what was the question? <laughs> there was a lot of special effects in it. Yeah, I heard that. The, like, there was like. 2,734 special effects shots in this movie. There it is. Compared yeah, to only 188 in the fifth element. Right. Right. Like they had two different studios working on at the same time on different scenes and stuff. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Another thing, and you know why it wasn't filmed in 3D? Because apparently Luc Besson chose not to shoot the movie in 3D because 3D cameras are too heavy for his style of filming. Right. Like running behind an actor or unusual angles of filming. Yeah, I remember reading that. I think I read like, that already. The trivia in there too. Are you thinking bad now? No, I just remembered that I did it. Okay. I never think no, about it. This is the one trivia I do like, though. It says there are 200 different alien species in the movie. Luc Besson wrote a 600-page book describing in detail all the species. The actors had to read the book prior to filming so they can adjust their acting depending on the species they were in writing. That I like. That well, I appreciate. And, that. Yeah, it must have been a passion project because on Wikipedia it says, although Luc Besson loved the Valerian comics growing up, he did not seriously consider adapting them into a movie until he was working on The Fifth Element. During that project, uh, Besson had tapped the Valerian illustrator to work on the film. Um, so, yeah, it must have been something. What do you think, Harley? Are you going to check it out or what? I won't, be see, I won't see this in the theater. Yeah. But it looks like. Um, but it comes across your table. You can check it out. You, you're yeah, the, yeah, it's like a family film kind of thing. Is it Tony? Sit yeah, family yeah. And watch it could it. be a family film for sure. There's nothing to. Um, I mean, this kid said human centipede, so nothing's going to bother. That <laughs> um, did and Lainey liked it too, or she liked it. Yeah, she enjoyed it. She, she or she feed off your excitement. 
she was probably feeding more than anything. Yeah. She's afraid I'd kick her ass if she's dogged it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Right? So, that's how we, that's how Tony rolls, huh? That's be right. Honest, yeah, we got to get her. We got to get a real answer. <laughs> yeah, get, a, get an exclusive interview. Yeah. Well, right on. So, what was your final? What do you give it? Yeah, I give it a dollar for sure. I yeah. buy that for a dollar. All right. Let's let's stick to the cinema there, and probably um, went on to the movies and actually spent some money. Yeah, I I was actually I was been running out quite a bit now because I went and saw the the uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's right. And then this, and then um, there's something else coming out that I'm interested in seeing, and I can't think of it. But anyways, long story short, um, yeah, who doesn't go see fucking Christopher Nolan films in the theater? I don't. Apparently, MCP. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I am. Sorry, Tony. No, it's okay. Um, I'm certainly a big Christopher Nolan fanboy. Um, you know, just last week we were arguing who's the best director. Uh, no, maybe. I mean, the thing is, is he's got he's a young man for making so many films already, um, and he's got he's starting to cover the basis, you know, and I don't, I don't want to review his career so much, but I feel like he's trying to make, um, uh, you know, make films that he doesn't want to pigeonhole himself kind of thing. And, um, this movie, it also, this movie kind of felt a little bit like, um, what um, uh, Steven Spielberg did in the early 2000s. He was banging out these big, epic science fiction movies. He did the uh, Minority Report. And then, like, a year or two later, he did... Um, they you say your boy's following Spielberg's footsteps? What are you saying? Well, no. So what I'm thinking is what they do is... Um, change it up? Well, they not only do they change it up, but they make these kind of small, more intimate films. And in an hour and 45 minutes, this is the shortest film he's ever directed besides the first movie, his like short kind of thing following. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, and I had no idea going into it. You know, I'm, I'm on you the... you any MC- trailers of this? No, and I, I was just about to say, I'm on the MCP board where... If I know I'm going to see a movie, I don't even fucking waste my time with trailers and shit. I don't, I, you know, I saw the teaser. Um, I'm nigga. <laughs> but, um, but. <laughs> You'll be yeah, louder, Tony. Yeah, I didn't hear, barely hear that. All right. Well, too late. I don't wait for the drop yeah, now. My nigga. My nigga. The drop is louder than his. Uh... Yeah, exactly. The sample. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is, this feels very not Nolan. I mean, the cinematography felt very Nolan. Um, and, and the, the directing style of the time we see the, the, you know, the, the timeline kind of bounces around a little bit and confused. I watched it. it with IMX? No, no, God, no. Um, 70 millimeter. No, unfortunately not. Did you? No, I saw it in 4DX. 4DX. The fuck is that? Explain. Uh, so, um, it's not 
the 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 time um the short run time is a huge hint and a half this is not saving private ryan this is not a big epic you know showing the the war of world war ii kind of thing this is uh showing a a, a little sliver of a giant um you know obviously war but it 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 keeps it short but sweet but it has that classic Nolan suspenseful music and yeah, keeping on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Tony, have I, you seen any trailers for it? Um, I think I saw a teaser once. And teaser? Okay. Were you at all excited for it? Or yeah, yeah. Interested? It's going to be good. Of course I'm interested, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the reviews probably getting you more excited, right? Huh? All these reviews probably getting you more excited, right? Uh, I'm not paying attention to it. Yeah. You're what? You're not paying attention to it? Is that what you just Yeah, said? if I pay attention to him talking, man, I'm just going to fall asleep and just not <laughs> watch it. All right, let, let me take over for now. This motherfucker's putting me to sleep right here. And the whole audience, too. Hey, well, wake up. Wanna, wake up. No, I, what? I think what he's trying to stay do? quiet for the neighborhood. That's what you think. You're like, don't. Uh, here we have Christopher Nolan. I don't want well, I got to whisper because I'm in a fucking parking lot, right? Pull the goddamn window <laughs> up then. I can't. It's hot as balls in here. Um, <laughs> I don't want to oversell it. I don't want to not you know, oversell it, but just give it some excitement in your review. Let Tony know what you thought of it, what you uh, liked about it, what you didn't like about it. it was, like I said, it had that classic Nolan stressful, like you said, the Hans Zimmer thing. The... He, but he knows Christopher Nolan directed it. Tell him something he doesn't know, Joe. It's a, it's a small, it's an intimate film. That's, that's, it's small. It's, it's a, it wow. doesn't, it's not that traditional big box office. All right, Tony, ask so, him so, questions. So bring Tony. my my picnic blanket and uh, some... <laughs> <laughs> Please, Tony, take over. Ask him questions, please. Help, help the man out. I mean, what do we get excited about with Nolan films? Like the intensity. Yeah, I mean, you just know, like the that, overall so, so quality. I'm guessing you know? we can expect that. Everything that we like about Nolan films is in this film. Yeah, but it's all it's all like short. It's all um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you get like little glimpses of it. It's not. I mean, it's not Interstellar with two hours and forty minutes of you know. It's it's literally. I mean, I think that the whole time frame of the movie is covers like two or three hours, kind of thing. It's it's a very short time span. Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's a, that's 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 neat. yeah. Um, so but so it, without, does, it doesn't yeah it doesn't introduce you to like I mean introduce you to characters, but you don't really know their names. No, you don't really know. It, it's a really weird narrative. Like you get dropped right into what's going on. Yeah, and it's like happening. You're thinking. Oh, okay, this is going to happen, and then roll credits, and then we're going to have a big scene where someone's talking in, the, in a meeting in the table. It's going to explain everything for you, and then we can go from there, you know, from like act one, act two, and act three. No, it's like all act one or something. It's like beginning, the middle, and end is all the same movie. It's all weird. So, and that to me was really weird. I don't know about you, Harley, but when me and Jeff left the theater, we and him were scratching our heads like, what did we just watch? Well, another thing is... Like, I agree with you with intensity. Like, that, I totally agree with you. Like, I get that. So check it out. This is, real quick, I saw it in 4DX. So it was playing at 7 o'clock, and me and Jeff were like, all right, let's go see. He didn't know it was playing in 4DX. And we're like, do you want to watch it? 
I'm like, sure, I'll check it out. It's this new theater where it's like this, it's like a gimmick where um, it's very interactive, where the seats move and shit happens, okay? Hmm. So that was the only time I was playing at 7, and I was down to see it. I told Denal that he was down to see it because Denal went with us. And Jeff's like, I don't know, it's like 20 bucks. I'm like, would you, you want to wait 40 minutes? Because I'm down to wait 40 minutes. He didn't want to wait. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you don't want to wait, you don't want to pay extra. What the fuck? They kept make, making fun of him about that. So finally he gives in. We sit down. They play a couple of trailers, and they play a trailer that shows you what what's going to happen. The seats move up. The seats move down. The seats vibrate. You get water sprayed at you. You get lights flickering. You get smoke come after you. It is a full on interactive like hmm. situation, and it's and it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So to, for us to experience that, so the scene with like Mark Rylance in the boat, the seats are moving like you're on a boat. You're rocking up and down. When you're on a dogfight with my man Tom Hardy in the plane, you're in a fucking dogfight because the seat's moving left. You move right. You shoot right. You start shooting. Your your seat starts vibrating. It's do, fucking do, insane. Do the, do the theater people come out and throw those little exploding things from the swap meet? You know, those little poppers? No, dude. You don't. No, the lights would flicker inside there. Smoke was coming underneath the screen. Like, oh, there's good. debris falling from the sky. Like, the theater takes does all that for you. They don't need anybody in there. It was insane. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was it it was the theater that finally found a way for, to keep me and Donald awake in the theater because they know <laughs> damn well ain't no way you're falling asleep in this fucking thing. Not only that, when people were being shot at, there's these two air compressors behind your head that shoots air in your ear. Oh and my if, god! And if fucking Donaldo and Je- and Jeff didn't jump out of their seats, I was laughing so fucking hard. Because there's a part where it's so intense, you're sitting there, and you hear, they fucking jumped out of the seats, man. It was hilarious. And uh, and one, po- one point, not, my buddy Jeff brought a soda with him. It doesn't fit the cup holder, so he had to hold it. So one part when this shit going down, the boats are shaking, he's holding his can of soda, this shit's shaking all over the place. <laughs> shit was hilarious. This dude, it's it's kind of cool. Like, you know, at first I was like, ah, I, I might get sick of it, I'm getting tired of it. No, dude. When a plane hits the water, the seats go, the little water squirts from the back of your seat. There's even a button on your seat that says water on or off if you don't want to get wet. Um, there's like, like wow. a cool little huh. trailer in the beginning. So are you like, reviewing the theater or the movie? No. Both. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Well, that's I'm what I mean. That, like, I'm, thinking nice the, I'm, I'm thinking the 4DX experience was better than the movie. <laughs> right, well, right. That's what it seems like. It seems like... Because I really don't... I, I think it enhanced the movie because I, I, if I was sitting there like without doing that, I don't know if I would like that. Or not. So I, I am kind of... Well, it's my first 4DX experience, so that's why I had to talk about it in such detail because yeah, no, that's cool. That I, I just it makes me wonder like how much you enjoyed the theater experience versus the movie experience because right. like you could rock the boat. He even admitted that the 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 movie experience was yeah. sort of let down, and I think well, it's it's different because like this the guy that's in the like the guy in the cover right here, IMDb. I'm looking at him. He hardly says anything in the beginning, right? We're supposed to follow him. And there's another guy that kind of looks like him, right? And then we follow Harry Styles from One Direction because that was the big news about it, that Harry Styles from One Direction was in this movie. So I know who he is because he's got perfect hair. And then, um, and then we got Mark Rylance and his kid, right? But it's just, and then we got Tom Hardy in the air. But nothing's so really is- like concrete. Like what? I didn't know which one the German planes are. You know, the good guys seem to be always be behind the the bad guys. You know, and they were going to shoot them down. Like it just was a weird narrative to me. I couldn't figure out. Like, you know what I mean? I, you saw it, Harley. You, yeah, you know I, didn't, what I'm about. I didn't have problems. I did read somewhere um, something. I don't remember. 
but I I did know that there were three in the, there were three different storylines. So there is we we experience the Dunkirk evacuation from right. air, land, and sea. Yeah. So we have three main uh, protagonists, um, and you basically just the camera almost follows them and their experience, and it's not. I don't want to say a documentary, but it's not a, you know, it's, it's, it's a very like stripped down film in the sense of, like you said, there's no, there's you never no, introduced to anybody. There's you just there, kind no, of, there's no scene like the, where yeah. there's a bunch of guys standing around. I mean, the, right. um, what's his name? The, the, it just starts right. And like, it's almost like you, the movie already started. You walk in, you're like, Oh, what's going on? You're like, Oh, check this yeah, out. Like almost you're like kind of into thing. Um, yeah. What's his name? The director of the first Thor film. Isn't it him? Um, uh, uh, okay, yeah, thank you. He's in it, and he does the only sort of explaining what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very simple. It's it's very short, and and in some ways it helps the film, but in some ways it hurts the film because it depends on how you take it too, Tony. So when you go see it, you know you either you're either going to be okay with it or it might it might bug. You. You know I mean? Well, and and so when I did when I went so when I I looked it up on IMDb before I went to see it because I needed to figure out how long it was, mm-hmm. and I was like, or, or no, no, it wasn't that. I I went to but see just read the synopsis right there tells you what's going on. I didn't know, you know. I'm like, wait, are we fighting the France? We're fighting Germany. We didn't even know. We're like talking to each other in the theater. We're like, wait, who's you know what's going on? Yeah. No so well, and here's another thing: is this is this takes place before before U.S. enters the war. And it's a very unknown, unstudied battle of World War II from our side. So, But you do got to remember, the fucking director and the writer and director of this film is British, and it is about Britons on a, on a French beach. So I can get why it, it appeals to him, but at the same time, I can see why... It, it, I mean, I'm a fucking, I'm a history buff, and I'd never heard of Dunkirk evacuation. It yeah. just was something that wasn't studied. And like you said, it doesn't explain it. So I read a little tiny bit about the some actual did, historical like some event. Of, and yeah, some of them don't even have names. One of them is French soldier. One is irate soldier. <laughs> well, because these people were not, they don't introduce themselves. They're just fucking trying to survive kind of thing. You know what I mean? And so, and that's the thing, Tony. If you don't want character development, you know, if it doesn't bother you, then you'll be cool. You know, if you're totally in, in, invested in the story and you're, and it's like intense, it won't, it won't really bother you. The, some people it might bother. The strength of the film is, is the, the visual, the sound. You know, the sound of the music. Obviously, it's that. that Something about sound. I was feeling it. Was yeah, no shit. And just sort of the the intensity it, it it his attempt is to put you in the shoes of the experience of the people that are so, there yeah, which i felt he did uh, yeah. you know like um uh, without spoiling too much there's some scene a lot of the movie takes place in the water a lot of like camera work was done in the water people drowning kind of stuff boat sinking kind of stuff and it is so it's done so well it is done so, it's so intense his his seamless 
between digital and practical effects um, is really phenomenal. Um, you never know what's fake and what's not. I mean, it's like, hey, I'm watching this boat go down, but I, and it looks real, but it's a big boat. They couldn't have sunk that big boat. That's impossible. You know what I mean? Unless you're fucking James Cameron and you make fucking Titanic literally three quarters of the size. Um, and I haven't felt that like intense of a boat sinking since then. It is just a, I mean, I remember like, like, like rubbing my fingers and like being stressed out while I was watching the movie. Cause it's so intense. It's so like stressful. It's very, you're constantly kind of like, ugh, like uncomfortable. Like what's going to happen next? You know, it's like, it's, I mean, it, it has that kind of cliche world war, like war thing where you're waiting for the, the gun to go off. You're waiting for somebody to kick in the door kind of thing. And it has that in spades. And the only reason why it works for the entire hour and 45 minutes is because it's not two hours and 45 minutes. You know, it's a relatively short film. If you were going to make it, you know, more traditionally big, epic, long, you know, war history film, then you would have all that, those character building. You would have all that, uh, you know, uh, explanation of what's going on. But he didn't want that. And I think we didn't expect that going into the film. We were expecting it. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was like I said, I read that it was an hour and forty-five minutes, and that um, Nolan wanted to make a film that really just relied on. But you read this before going in, though. Yeah. So exactly. you already, see, but you so see, you had, yeah. you had an idea. Yeah, see? exactly. So I did. So, so I wasn't disappointed, but I could see if you go into this expecting what Christopher Nolan did with science fiction and Interstellar, or Inception, you know. No, because I I have a like a, like um said um thought of like going to a war movie and thinking like the, you know pretty much like any other war movie, right? Exactly. Your formula. You're thinking so, he's just trying to make a modern day, you know, again. But I, when it was different, I guess it did throw me off. It's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. So I was like processing all day and all night, like thinking about it, right. you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you would, a lot of people are going to go into this movie and go like, I don't get it. Like you said, I mean, Anna, she was confused as fuck. And I kept whispering to her like, okay, so they're, they're in France. Okay. And they're trying to get over the straight. That's why they keep referencing. I can see home because it's right there. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and also knowing a little bit of the history of World War II, it helped me understand who's on what side. And so bring you know, your history the, book, Tony, when you go see it. So, yeah, no um, I take notes. I, you know, it, it sounds like a, it, the the movie wasn't a story; it was a retelling of events. Or, that's, yeah, 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 it's not absolutely. a story. It's, it's an experience thrown right it's, into. It. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 literally if you just handed a camera. To, I mean, I, the closest thing I can explain it is the thirty-minute opening scene to Saving Private Ryan. That's 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 exactly what I was thinking. Like that, you guys talking about it makes me think of. That. It's an hour and forty-five minutes of that. With oh, I'm actors, fucking down. With <laughs> actors, yeah, exactly. that's what you should have started with, with man. Actors, well, sorry, with <laughs> actors that have the thickest British accent on the planet, and oh, I want fucking subtitles throughout the whole film. So did I. So bad. All right, so it, yeah, there's there's some talking. I look at it, I'm like, what? Don't sounds like any, it doesn't matter. It sounds like it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't, and I I literally was like, 
It doesn't. I mean, and then Tom Hardy has a mask again yeah. on his face. You can't understand him. <laughs> oh shit! Um, but that's the thing. I think that's what threw me off, Tony. It didn't have absolutely. a story, so I'm thinking. You know, I'm trying to follow the you know the basic narrative, the, the simple formula of a movie act one, act two, three. But when you get thrown right into it, it's like, huh? Maybe if I knew it going in, it wouldn't have uh, affected me so much. And then I'm being thrown around in the seats too, so. It adds another element to it, but yeah, that's gonna be distracting if not. At first, it was, but then, like you said, Harley, you're you're totally into it, and you're, it's intense that you kind of forget about it. You kind of almost you you, you almost kind of look for the things like part of it. Huh, something's gonna crash here. I wonder if it's gonna be water or this. So I, it it could get a little distracting. I, I'm not gonna lie. So, hmm. um, but cause I kind of was looking over, like see how the seats work. I'm looking at it, <laughs> kind of leaning over. But the dog fights when the kick, the dog fights are my favorite. And the seats are moving yeah, in. They're fun. That view of him shooting the plane and the yeah, seats are vibrating. Yeah, yeah. And there's these two kids in front of me. They, they were grabbing like a joystick. Like they're fucking dog fighting. They're like, yeah. like they're, they're totally into it. There was two people that had to leave actually like 30 minutes in. They, they I don't think they could handle it. They, they, they bailed. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But, um, it's totally intensity, intensities. I, I get it. But like I said, the character I don't know their names. There's no scene where they're sitting around talking to each other. You know, you're not like, supposed to. Right, I get it. That's the thing. Now, but go in while it's happening. It, I don't get it. You know. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, the kid in the boat. You know that like hangs mm. out with him. Fucking wanna be Ty Sheridan. Yeah, like, I know. That, that was weird. You know, I won't mention any more of that. But I was yeah. like, all right, that was kind of. Killian Murphy shows up because it's a fucking Christopher yeah. Nolan movie. Of course, yeah, he's oh. got he's got a half a dozen of his his uh, go to guys. Mm-hmm. Him and Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't hate it. Okay, like I said, I, I'm going to give an extra point because of the 4DX. I'm not going to lie that that was fun. Um, of course, it looks great. Hans Zimmer's score is fantastic. Oh, it, it, it's, saw the it's just sound, fucking the, yeah. tightening. But it's like noises almost. It's not even the music. It's like sound effects. It's like yeah. that, like. It, like that scenes in like Dark Knight, you know, where it's intense mm-hmm. and you get the Joker around, and you see that, like mm-hmm. that just shit's just pulling like a like a balloon. I don't know, it's just it, you know, it drives you crazy. And it, mix and it works mix that scene. in with the whole dog fighting, and you have a recipe for a very stressful, um, you know, air to air combat. You know, and like I said, you know what I, was really, into, I liked it. I just don't, I just don't love it. You know what like, I like? Really I expect like to like a Christopher movie. You know what I really liked about that was it the sound effects of the plane. So when when they would when they were when the camera was inside, you could hear like the rattling of the cockpit. You know what I mean? Like all like the the stresses of the metal. Well, check this out. I'll do you one better. When uh, Tom Hardy opens up the the cockpit and and the glass, and to open it to like get some air, Mm -hmm. the fucking air got colder in the room. Oh, that's awesome! The moment he opened it, yeah, it got super cold. And then when he closes it, the, the winds slow down. I was like, what wow. the fuck? They do that a lot of that. Interesting. That was, yeah, it was fucking cool, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. That, little things like that. Like I said, the fire, the shooting behind you, the, the, when one kid got pushed, there was like a little push in the seats on your back. I mean, Jeff looking at you like, do you feel that? He's like, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's kind of fun to like just experience it one time. Like, I know he wanted to try it on a different movie, but then they all was like, no, this one probably would work. You know, we got, we got fighter you know, we got planes, we got boats. I mean, I think this might work. And sure enough, there's scenes in the boat, and you're just kind of rocking, you know, the water spraying you. You felt like you're in it. You were so like Christopher Nolan wanted you in the movie. Wanted you to feel like they were. We were getting it because we were getting soaked, and 
and we were getting explosions that were being well, rocked and, around. So. And it's interesting because you're like, say, I kind of don't know what's going on. I don't think half of these kids knew what was going on either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just trying to know, make it. Um, yeah, yeah make exactly. It exactly. So, like I said, I just was thrown off by this, this narrative. Like I said, like, yeah. it, of course, it looks gorgeous. It's, you know, it, it, uh, and it wasn't too long. Um, no, it's definitely not too long. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, it took me a while to process. Like, I think I might have to watch it again, you know, that could, when my, where my seat will move. <laughs> and just kind of experience it again. Because now that I know what it's like, it was just a very weird first-time experience, you know, watching a Nolan movie like that, how he wanted us to watch it, and then being in a 4DX where I really liked. So it was kind of, I, I, I didn't, you know, I wish it could have been like both where I, man, that 4DX experience was great, and the movie was great, you know? It was just the 4DX experience was great, the movie was good. Okay, you know? Yeah. It was a good movie. So, but people going nuts cool. over it and loving it. It's like, that's yeah, kind of like weird to me. Lot, like, wow, well, man. unfortunately, I will argue this. I think because of now Nolan is who he is. But it's not I think my favorite Nolan. He could have. No, this is, bro, is. It's on my least favorite Nolan films because of the. the it is. The unique narrative because of the sort of different. Well, fuck, there you have it, Tony. Like, I knew this was going to be the split. I knew he was going to like it. I knew I was going to be a little bit weird about it. So. I'm. It, it's not. I mean, you just do yeah, what Tony take. You just have to. You just have to take. recognize it is not what you better recognize. Are, what people are expecting. I mean, it's going to be a little. Tony doesn't um, like to be told what um, to do, though. So he's going to just do whatever he wants. What? That's Tony. So you don't like being told what to do or think. So you can do whatever you want. <laughs> don't tell us. me what to do, motherfucker. See? Um, See? but I, it, I, I feel like I have an unfair advantage. If you can say that. Yeah, now knowing now, yeah. Yeah, now you know, yeah. They probably lean to Tony on the side now. Yeah, I'm curious. Tony. <laughs> Inception bomb. <laughs> Tony's, uh, Tony's yeah, a come big back to us next week and tell us. Yeah. yeah, he's a big dialogue guy, so there's no dialogue. This, this is not a dialogue. So basically, I'll say this. It's, it's one of those <laughs> movies where we have, like, a couple different stories told. And we we keep getting bounced back and forth between the stories, in the idea that at the end they come together, and um, so we get a little like that we see it, the experience from the eyes of one person, and then we'll go back and we'll see that exact same experience from somebody else's perspective. And so at the end, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Oh, that makes sense. But you're so caught up in the fucking, like, the the chaos of war, it's hard to sort of sit down and kind of process it. So so really um, what I should do is... I really find that much danger, though, like I did with Saving Private Ryan. I should, oh, I, should, uh, I should find a copy of this that's split up into thirds and watch it on three screens at the same time. Wow, yes. your head your head would explode, my friend. <laughs> yeah, he's done that before. Didn't he watch two movies side by side? Yeah. Yeah. I do it. See? That ain't nothing though. But to me, I will buy it for a dollar though, just because I was. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. It's not. It's not my favorite movie. And it's though, you know, it's sure. not the greatest war film of all time. And it's you know, I I was reading, you know, this is Nolan's best work. I mean, the thing is. I go to the movies and I want to be. Well, you see, well, we just saw I saw Ridge. You saw how violent that was. Now that's war. 
Well, yeah, but this is also the psycho the psychological part of war. We see sort of the shell shocked, the um, you know, where it just kind well, of like, have both. people just kind of nut up. They just don't know what to do. They just kind of like, you know, it's like the scene when when the you know the German planes are bombing the 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 shore. Basically, it's like, what are all those people going to do? Where are they going to run to? They're they're on this like huge beach. So what do they do? They just fucking drop down to the ground but that's no cover you know so some don't make it you know what i mean i remember one visual and i was like oh my god i remember anna seeing it too and she was just like oh you know i watch this with my 14 year old daughter you know um so there you go yeah. tony we'll, we'll we'll look forward to your review next week yeah for sure right. yeah absolutely <laughs> How did that one do this box office? It did well. It did. It did well. It didn't do gangbusters. It was a relatively inexpensive movie for Nolan standards—a hundred million dollars. Domestically, it's made fifty-six million so far, Um, but it has also made fifty million uh, worldwide too. So, or foreign. So, it's already made money. Considering the word of mouth, I'm sure it will continue to do well. Um, you know, it's not going to do um, Spider-Man money, but um, I'm going to make that Patrick Stewart money. It's Patrick Stewart money. <laughs> so, all right. Well, there you go. There you go. Dunkirk review right there. There he goes. Who do you agree? Do you on Harley's side or on my side? Please vote. Let us know. This is on Twitter. You, you both gave it know. a dollar. What's that? You both gave it a dollar. Hey, it doesn't matter. We still want votes. <laughs> but I, he, I gave it like in quarters. He gave it like a dollar bill. See? So it's different. No, it's a, and it's but, a high dollar. Don't, I mean, there's... See, I, I just gave it. You gave it a high dollar. See? There's nothing wrong with the film. It's a fabulous, yeah. good film. It's just not what people were expecting. And so it kind of threw them for a loop. That's all. And it's a different way of telling a war film. All the great war films are big, long, epic Lawrence of Arabia kind of thing, you know. Um, and this is a small, intimate. There's no ground can... combat either, too, which I thought was weird. Well, because it was there was none in that. Right. So, I mean, it, you know, I mean, ironically, we don't even see any German soldiers. Spoiler alert. Kind of thing, so that's the, yeah, that's what's weird too. We don't, yeah, we and when the dog fights, we never saw their faces. This was this was an attack from the air and water. Well, basically, just from the air. Yeah, but we want you can't have a shot of the bad guys looking in this plane, looking at the good guys in the planes. Uh, it's not it's what weird. the film's just about. Weird. The film is about the perspective of a few British, you know survivors basically i mean they're literally just doing everything they can to survive you know they got to get off that beach so we got there you go but hey you revisited pop star is that correct i did um were you as balls when you watched it i was (laughs) 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 uh Dude, this movie's so fucking hilarious. This is the funniest movie I've seen in years. I'm so glad I rewatched it. I this is the comedy that 
I can never stop rewatching. They're so it's it's kind of one of those movies where they just throw lots of jokes at the screen. I mean, it's there's not 10 seconds that goes by and there isn't some kind of joke. But when three quarters of those jokes hit and it's constantly smart jokes, you know what I mean? It's constantly mm-hmm. like making fun of somebody, winking at the audience, like, you know, it it it's not dick and fart jokes you know it's not the lowest it's like the highest common denominator jokes but it it's not like one joke that just continues on throughout the film no it's like it's that weird combination of mass jokes but are really fucking smart you know and the writing of the songs holy shit it's done so well and the the Karate guy. <laughs> oh my god! And the uh, you know. Oh now I got a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. But if I was, now I got three cowboys. Oh, fuck! Nice. Hilarious. So this is a Slater. Everybody should go see this. It's that a was hard a hard R. I've. This is the only movie where I laugh at dick on screen. Um, <laughs> But it's click. Never enjoy the movies where the, you know there's hey look there's giant penis on screen. Hold still, um, hold still. <laughs> that I never get enjoyment out of those movies. Um, but this is done so well. Um, Andy Samberg, Connor for real is the greatest douchebag of all time. Um, I don't know how you pronounce his buddy's name. Yorma, Jorma Tacone. He's the director. um, And so is the other guy. Stop was his DJ. Yeah. 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 He just plays it off. You use all that equipment. Oh no. I just took a mic. Yeah. 20 gigs. It's it's absolutely fucking hilarious. (laughs) But from the visual standpoint, like, the production value of like those music videos and the sets, mm-hmm. you know, like his concerts and shit. Like, well, look at everybody he has guesting he, in it well, too. And that's the thing; he has so many. I mean, everybody from fucking Seal to Bad to the OGs of hip hop. And that's the funny thing is, like, me and Chris are watching it, and she doesn't know. She don't know who the fucking roots are. She doesn't know who fucking Nas is. <laughs> she just doesn't. She, she she's not a hip, you know. She was never a fan of hip hop. So when Questlove's like, "Yo, this guy's for real," I'm like, "No, no, no, no! You are the original, like, real hip hop band that played instruments. That was like, you know, it, 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 and 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 Nas. I mean, he's you know, obviously the the um, one of the most celebrated lyricists. Yeah, when he's talking about, it, he goes. Damn, when they drop karate, change my life. Change my life. <laughs> like what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, what does that thing DJ Khaled says to? He's like, he's a game changer. He's, a he's, game. he's like, once he, he changed the game or some shit like that. He's like, when you. But it's so funny because every yeah. fucking two three years we get a new pop star, and it's like, and then you know they go away, and everybody realizes they're a talentless asshole, talentless asshole. But then the three years come by, and then there's another fucking pop star, and they go, "This dude's for real. Like this, this is the one. This guy knows what the fuck is going on." 
<laughs> he ends up being a talentless ass clown. And so, um, oh, I could easily watch this movie twice a year. I mean, it, it's so funny. I, although I do want subtitles for this one too, for the fucking oh, music what? videos. Oh yeah, for the music videos, he's he raps. You know, he's talking so fast. Oh yeah, dude, I'm gonna fuck her like Bin Laden. Like, <laughs> oh my god, there's like every one of his songs is so hilariously offensive to so many people. And he even makes the joke at the end with the that equal rights song was offensive. You know what I mean? Um, so he, yeah, he offends anybody and everybody. Um, but it's, it's never so smart. Like it makes fun of the audience if they don't get it. You know what I mean? It's not too smart. It's not like, it's not hipster smart. You know what I mean? Like only I get that joke. No, it's got plenty of fucking dick jokes uh, evidenced by, you know, the dick joke that's actually quite funny. So, well, you um, like, yeah, you like yeah, no, this is a Slater. I, I, like I said, I can rewatch this again. It's a perfect comedy. Um, I applaud them for having the balls to make this and to, you know, make whoa, it whoa, the hard Gates, balls? What, what are you? Not Gates, but if I was. Not Gates, but if I was. I want equal rights. Oh, God. So, anyways, yeah, no, love the movie. All right. Tony. This is where you hit. Now that is a fucking movie. I already did it. Right? You ain't getting oh. two. <laughs> you drop. You drop the Slater like as soon as you got got into it. Oh my my mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, that one. Yeah, that's good that's shit definitely though. Definitely Tony, 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 and Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, he's a fourth Tony. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. So let's see. Do we move on to the homework? I'd say so. You got everything right. I miss our little music cues, man. What happened? Got nothing. Tony, are you are you okay tonight? Are you working? Just a little homework tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. With that excitement, let's go right into it, huh? Who chose this? I did. Um, okay. Largely because I didn't have a whole lot to pick from. And I, um, Mark Webb, big, you know, big A-list director, did the last, uh, I think, two Spider-Man films, if, if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. Um, but more importantly, uh, this is a drama, and Frank, a single man raising his child prodigy niece, Mary, is drawn into a custody battle with his mother. And I've been in a few custody battles myself, and so, and I tell you what, my mm-hmm. wife, who's been in now a couple custody battles herself mm-hmm. with me, was crying like a bitch throughout this film, because so much of it hit home. Um, and, and so I, I picked it because I liked what Chris Evans did a few years ago with the movie we picked puncture where he played that lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and he's, he's a flawed character. Um, but he's, you know, he's, he's good. His motivations are good. And, and it was like, again, it's one of these actors that 
you know, every year they're coming, they're playing the superhero character. So every, you know, they try to work in these little indie, indie films. I think he also did it with Snowpiercer a couple of years back. And this guy's a really talented actor. And I don't think this movie was so much of a stretch for him. I think it was pretty easy for him to pull. You have to lift a bunch off. of fucking weights every five minutes. To be no, Captain no. America. In fact, they tried to downplay how big he is. Um, but you know, his, his sort of natural charisma comes out and he's just kind of a, kind of a loner, kind of a, I don't want to say loser, but, um, you know, and then obviously as the film progresses, you really the breaks right there for a second real quick. I think Tony fell asleep. Let's, let's get Tony's take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I'm more interested in what you guys have to say because you have kids. I don't have kids. Laney, we don't have kids. So it feels like anything we have to say doesn't count. Cause no, that's not true. It's you, like, can still, you can still. Is the movie? I mean, a yeah. lot of people don't have kids. They're going to see this movie. Are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? Review it from the standpoint of not having kids. I don't want a lightsaber, and I like Star Wars. <laughs> what you don't? What's wrong with you? <laughs> actually, I do. Actually, 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 I do own a lightsaber. I'll take that back. Um, I don't know. I don't know a DeLorean. I like Back to the Future. You don't have kids. Still not like the movie. Yeah, yeah, so so we've got Chris Evans, uh, like you said, he's it's it's a walk in the park for him. He fits the role, he plays it well. Um, no complaints about his acting. Um, we've got uh, McKenna Grace, the the little girl, Mary Adler, um, and she was pretty good. I She's it was really hard good. for me to judge because like I don't know enough kids who are who are geniuses. <laughs> to be able to compare, you know, it was like, is that how they actually act at seven years old? Um, like first grade, I was like, fuck, was I really learning one plus one in first grade or no? It's like, I don't, I, I was like, that's bullshit. There's no way first know. grade is one yeah, plus yeah. one. Like I, I, I'm so, it's been too fucking long since I've been in elementary. I'm like, this, this isn't, this isn't ringing any bells. This isn't making any sense. I was like, I, I agree with the little girl when she's getting them and going, this is some bullshit. <laughs> In first grade, you're teaching me one plus one. It's like, fuck this shit. Um, so I, it was, it was just difficult. Um, I, I kept getting pulled out of the movie with going like, uh, is this for real? Is that for real? <laughs> um, but. In the once it got into the drama, into this, you know, the seriousness of it, um, it, it it was good. I, I thought it did a good job of, of pulling on your heartstrings. Um, it got to one point where I was like, "This is some bullshit." Mm. I I was like, "This is bullshit," because this character, Frank Adler, if he says who he says he is, he wouldn't be doing this shit. Like this is this is just forced for the fucking movie and like I actually was angry like I was pissed like Lane and I were both I'm going this what? is fucking yeah, stupid yeah you tell me what scene yeah we were like this is stupid we're only we're, we're gonna finish the movie because we're going this is homework um we get why the movie did it it's like but there's no way that would happen in fucking real life but what the fuck do we know is it regarding what he did in a previous job not necessarily it, it has to do with this previous job and the I would be in your camp in the sense of but and not only that but he was a philosophy teacher and so I I get what you're saying I do and it's it's it, it, it has nothing to, I'm not, what I'm what, not discounting it in the sense of like yeah. you said because it 
the relationship, the, the, the whole point of the film is for him to take care of her. And it's, it's, it's seriously being threatened by his choice of life, his lifestyle. Right. Exactly. So why not just go back to the professional lifestyle and, and, and then, yeah, just, it would have been know, a simple solution in the trailer park. Yeah. I mean, but again, we wouldn't have it. a movie, you know, yeah, like the exactly. movie has to have and something heavy. We wouldn't have that conflict. Yeah, between, exactly. And that's you know, where I, mean, I could, that's where I felt like it was kind of forced for the movie to have that heavy conflict, you know, of losing something that's precious to you type thing. This has um, a child, it, this kind of, um, it's like the child version of Goodwill Hunting, right? If Matt Damon was a nine-year-old girl. Um, although he was like 19 when he did Goodwill Hunting, so kind of dig it. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, this has got that same sort of Goodwill Hunting vibe. And they have to break from that movie a little bit, you know? Uh, with, so it's not too similar. And I think, I think that, so what happens is they make that plot line, which you have a problem with because they have, it, it's gotta be different enough from the goodwill hunting kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah you could argue it's, it's lazy writing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was so invested in the characters emotionally uh, it didn't bother me. It didn't, it didn't take me out of it. I was just feeling, I was just along for the ride with these kids. You know what I mean? Um, the, the, you know, the issues with the, the girl, you know, and I've seen it, it, a parent wrote the film because I know I've seen firsthand that sort of, uh, experience. And I, and so like you were pointing out, you know, you're not a parent and we are, um, you know, and Fonzo, you've never been through custody battles, but, you know, you love your kids, you do anything for them. And if somebody came in and told you, hey, this is how you should raise your kid, and if you don't, I'll do it for you, you'd be like, suck my dick, this is how I'm going to raise my kids. Um, so, Fonzo, what did, what did you think? What what uh? Yeah, I think they do a really good job of um, Chris Evans and the girl, like, the little relationship together. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're real sweet, and then the guy jokes, and he, she's like the one little line where she goes, um, "I thought you said you're gonna make me, you made me a special breakfast." And he just turns a box over and it's special K, <laughs> and it's a little yeah. back and forth between them. You know, it's really cute, it's endearing. And this is his first movie he did since Five Hundred Days of Summer. That like it's like a, a um, what should you say? Like a, since it's like a original movie or a, debut. Or, oh, Mark Webb, yeah, the director. Yeah, his first original yes. film since Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh, because yeah. obviously the Spider-Man franchise is previous material, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, and I like when Octavia Spencer comes out. She's always like a cool side character, you know. She always holds her own. She's very charismatic, yeah, and they work together on Snowpiercer. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then Bonnie, yeah, the teacher Jenny Slate. I would always see her in Parks and Rec, and she's always like this crazy, like drunk. She's a way different character than she was in this one, so it was kind of funny to see her in this role. Uh, um, but yeah, just a little smile on the girl. She just knew everything, and uh, like they did, they do a real good job establishing the relationship together. So when the, when the core drama starts kicking in, things have to get um, um, get real deep and very dramatic. It, it works for me because I'm I'm already feeling you know like they're gonna get torn apart. And I like a really good, I like a really good court drama movie when the two lawyers are going at it back and forth and they're grilling people. I, I dig that. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, 
the circumstance I saw it, I was watching it at work on my phone in my van, and oh. it was very interesting because, like, it was in a smaller screen. You like, literally went from <laughs> Dunkirk, where I gotta tell you, the, the contrast between how you watch your fucking film is on a whole new level. He's like, I went to Dunkirk, where they shot me with real bullets. I bled. They fixed me. I finished the movie while spraying water in my face. I watched the movie on a thumbnail the size of a post-it stamp with bad headphones with it's like ads on top. No, I had the, like, I had the, I had the auxiliary cord into the stereo in the van, so it sounded good. Yeah. I, it's that is so bizarre. How I love you, cinema. What can I say? You what can I say? Fucking films. <laughs> you know, I love cinema. What can I say? I watch it regard. I watch it however I can when I can. You know. But um, yeah, um, no, I, I I really liked it. Um, I was engaged the entire time. I was never bored. Um, like I said, it, it's cool to see Chris Evans, and I'm sure he, like I said, he's, he doesn't have to lift weights and eat a bunch of chicken and get and, and get all swole. <laughs> you know, so, I'm, so I'm sure him, it's like a this is like a relief, like oh, finally, thank God, you know. Um, so I, I, and like and you said like before, he's done you know puncture and snow pre- He's gone out there and he's got some. Yeah, he likes some, making those little films. Yeah, because he always he was always cast like the pretty boy, like not another uh, not another teen movie. And you know, he's always cast as yeah, yeah. the comedic one. No, he he definitely is trying to not t- he doesn't want to typecast him. He he wants to be known as a real actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that he's good. I mean he's, he's charming enough in this and I thought it worked like when it got really dramatic. So um yeah, to me I I I didn't I didn't really have that many problems. I thought, you know, if that's what he wanted to do with his career or work and I figured that maybe there was a good reason why he didn't wasn't working there anymore. Um and then, you know, when him, him and the grandma are going at it, it gets really intense. And, and by this point, we've already established, dude, and they even have a one-eyed cat, you know, and he's fucking, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's hanging out with the, you know, when he goes back to go get, I mean, it's like, I don't know, this movie just worked for me. Like and I said, you know, and, and it, it doesn't try to do anything like that unique. It has an antagonist. It's the mother. There's a bunch of like drama between the son and the mother, but and we don't need to know about the backstory. You know what I mean? It's just, just know they don't get along anymore. It's no surprise, especially once you find out the mother was a fucking genius, a math genius too. And she kind of gave it all up to raise a family. So she presents, she's trying to live vicariously through her, her children and now grandchildren. So it all, it all, and it all wraps up very well at the end. Um, I think maybe Tony was also having an issue, correct me if I'm wrong, with the, the foster family. Um, that scene did kind of bump me. I was like, what? No, that wouldn't happen. So, um, you know, it, but it had to create some drama. It had to write, you know, um, some, some, uh, some, uh, conflict there. Um, but the the charisma of the two characters is so good. You really, I at least I did. I really felt um, for her, and maybe a little more so because I am a parent. Um, so it, it it's a high dollar for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, me too. I'd buy that for a dollar. So I know I went on a little rant with uh, that one part of the movie. Um, oh, but it was the only part that I had that 
um, feeling. Like the rest of the movie, I'm with I'm with you guys. Their their charisma, their their chemistry between the two, they're they're awesome. Like it was so much fun to watch them interact with each other, and the little girl like just jumping on them, and you know, the, and, and uh, they they were fun to watch. It looked very, um, it was heartwarming to see their relationship, and um, and the neighbor. I mean, she she was, uh, what was her name? Um, Roberta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was so great cool. too like just just how she was just a neighbor she's like not related to him at all but she loved the little girls like the, it was it was very very nice heartwarming um the little family that they had going on there um which was and they were fun to watch um she was cracking me up the little girl uh mckenna grace M- mary adler she, I, I was i was laughing i mean like, as, like from the beginning like in first grade i was in her side i was like yeah Fuck this shit. Take her to another to another room. You know, get her, take her to teach her some more things. Like they gave her the ex, like the the harder test, and she smiled at the teacher. You know, that was that was good. That was good shit. So, um, yeah, well, she didn't did math. Didn't even need a calculator. But, right, but the teacher did. The teacher did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I loved how how uh, what's his name kind of blew it off. He had it like loaded, like he knew that she was going to, you know, and he even called oh, her yeah. out on it. The little girl, he's like, I thought we talked about this. You weren't going to do it. And she, but like a kid, she's bored. She needs to entertain herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah. So the movie was, was enjoyable. It was when I got pulled out of the movie and was going, wait a minute, you're a smart dude. You could have figured this shit out in a completely different way if this was a real thing um that's the only time i had a problem with it did it take away from the movie not enough to take away a dollar so it so gets it i'd buy that for a dollar it's just me being an asshole that's all okay what am i not exactly <laughs> right on well cool well, we go from uh, from that little nice that to a nice little transition from 2005, uh, directed by George A. Romero, written by George A. Romero. The living dead have taken over the world, and the last humans lived in a wall city to protect themselves as they come to grips with the situation. Starring John Leguizamo, Simon Baker, H.R. Gento. We just love like when John Leguizamo shows up in a movie. He's such a talented actor. He's yeah. so good. Like there's just something about right? him. Yeah, yeah. There's just he can you do know, everything. Just, you know. Yeah. Well, and even more so, Dennis Hopper is. He's just fucking. He is who he is. Chewing up scenery. R.I.P. But yeah, yeah, he's so good in it, and um, yeah. Like you play the bad guy clown in Spawn. You can play a bad guy here, but then he can play a good guy. I mean, like. I, I've always liked him since Romeo and Juliet. I just thought he was so good in that oh, yeah, yeah. the Buzz Lerman one. You know, and then little like little side characters like in, in Chef. Chad's <laughs> untight. So he's always good, you know. Um, yeah. What? What? Had you guys seen this before? What? what what's your guys' take on Land of the Dead? So uh, I've seen it before. I'd seen it oh. once. I think all the way through before, and then, yeah. you know, when I saw it, I knew who George Romero was. Yeah. Um, and I remember liking it. I didn't remember how goddamn graphic it was. <laughs> and I was watching it with Chris, and she was like cringing. I mean, this is the fucking practical effects of this movie is brilliant for i mean this is a well, they could work on it 
Yeah. Oh, I, I did did some. Uh, who worked on it? JMB. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like Romero must have been like. He was like, I'm gonna make the fucking the zombie movie that nobody wants to see. I mean, the real life, you know, I mean, over the top, I mean, almost a parody in and of itself. It's so graphic, you know, the fucking guts spilling out and the zombies biting and it's like exploding kind of thing. I remember when, um, um, what's his name? Did the grindhouse, um, zombie part, uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, planet, what was it? Planet terror. Was that the name of it? Yeah. It was also like this where, you know, people would get shot and it wouldn't just take a bullet, but, you know, their bodies would explode, basically. It was like a, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, it's like the zombies in this movie are pressurized. And once you shoot <laughs> them, they, they it bursts like balloons. Um, but it's so fucking fun to watch as a as a bad boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like um, it just works like it, it is, you know, it's got the bad acting. Um, you know, it's, it's got the cliche, but this is the guy who wrote these fucking cliches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, I feel like, thank God he got to make this before he died. And obviously he made it fucking 12 years ago. Um, cause it's so fucking fun. I mean, it is so just because, you know, it's short, it's an hour and a half. But it's an hour and 20 minutes of zombies blowing up on screen kind of thing. Or humans right. being torn apart by zombies. You know, you I mean, see the influences on Walking Dead and everything. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Absolutely. Um, and, and and then the little element of, you know, changing it up. The, the, the zombies are a little smarter now. They're kind of working together. They're, you know what I mean? So I like that. Um it feels like he, like, it feels like the writer of the film, which is him, died, like, halfway through the third act. It ends so abruptly. Like, it feels like, like, there's, I don't know why. Like, it felt like there was a hard time limit. And they're like, okay, credit's got to roll now, because we got to finish it up. It feels like... I was waiting. I literally was like, wait, wait, what? There's got to be more. Like, I, I I, didn't remember how abruptly it ends. Um, and so that is like my only kind of complaint is is the really short and abrupt wrap up at the end. Gotcha. What's your take, Tony? Um, kind of over it. Kind of over the zombie. Yeah. Yeah. You watch a lot of zombie movies? No. But you're over it? But I'm over it. You're like me with superhero movies. Superhero yeah, I think fatigue. so. I'm just I'm just done. I didn't care for it. I just it just it just didn't work. It didn't work for me. I think I'm just done. Got I'm too old for that shit type thing. I don't know. It, it just didn't oh. work for me. Yeah. I, and see I'm not a zombie guy, but it's just so like over the top. It's it's entertaining. Yeah, he hadn't done one since like '85, I believe. Uh, it was his last one, yeah. So this is a big deal to see one in like the millennium. You know, he's doing another one. Well, and yeah, I mean, he takes, you know, I mean, it's got good practical, amazing practical effects. Um, 
you know, let me pull it up on box office mode, Joe. What do you think, Fonzo? I mean, is this one of your great, you know, zombie movies? Yeah, when I was watching it again, it, I it remember the time when I went to go see the theater and was like super excited to see it. You know, I'm like, like oh, I'm watching a dead uh, series of George Romero in the theater. Yeah, and I couldn't wait. And then I was, I'm a fan of Asia Argento because she's the daughter of Dario Argento, which is an Italian horror director. Oh. Um, just to see what she do, and then you know, and then seeing like I'm like, like I said before, he's always fun to see on the screen. But it's was, it was curious to see the take on this movie. I, and I had read something before where. Or, or people commenting were like, what if this, the zombie bub from Day of the Dead was the leader in this movie took place? I don't know if you guys remember Day of the Dead where they had that one zombie where they put headphones on him and do experience, but they, they don't kill him. They're just kind of like, oh, that's right. That's right. Him because he's like, he's almost remembering things. Things are starting to stay in his brain. Mm-hmm. So it would have been cool to see him in this new one. Like, you know, what's he, what's he up to? Cause especially since, you know, he was in the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I did, I, but he always is all very political with his movie, you know, his movies like with Dawn of the Dead. And, you know, so I was kind of message. Well, to say, so. social commentary, how they're throwing humans. Yeah. You know, it's it's become a game. It's like you said, the the zombies have taken over. There's very few survivors. Um, we're getting an entire class system where Mexicans don't get to live in apartments, or at least the nice ones. Um, there's a lot of uh, smart commentary going on here and um but it's very subtle it, it doesn't take away from it just being an over-the-top zombie film kind of thing you know yeah but it helps the kbs on there and the, the, the best so it's, for them it's like a oh my gosh we're working on a new romero movie we get to come up with all these different zombies because you, you know you get you get zombie band zombie cheerleader mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah it's got all cool. his cliche zombies for sure yeah you know the cool like uh different versions of zombies, which I always thought was cool. And you get to see zombies walking in the water. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. And they get a cameo from Simon Pegg and they get which is always fun too. So, um, Yeah, I, I, I always enjoyed it. And the scene it again, it holds up pretty, it holds up well, I thought. Surprisingly. I wasn't sure how it was going to hold up, but... What did you think about the ending? How, did, did you feel that same, like, abruptness? Yeah, I, I had just... forgotten. I had forgotten about it. So, like, you mean take it in abruptly? Like, I just kind of, you know, it, it, they're always such like a. It's an apocalyptic world, you know. It's always so dread, anyways. You know what I mean? Like, how much of a happy ending can we get? You know? Well, no, I'm not talking about a happy ending. I'm just how abrupt it was. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I've seen that one before. I, I, I guess Tony, but I, I feel like he's gonna. Get I, a little, I think he might have checked out. A little yeah. waste of time. Yeah, I didn't think he finished it's a waste it. Waste my breath to review it. <laughs> it's so funny that he doesn't even watch zombies, but he's over the genre. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was I over it a long time ago. I don't need to watch it. I've already seen enough. That's my point. I don't need to watch no, all mean, of I, them to I, be over I, it. I get it. I mean, you know, I think. Did you? Well, how many did zombie you, movies have you seen? I don't. Doesn't well, fucking matter. I'm done. Doesn't matter. Um, um, did you feel that fatigue going into the movie? I've been feeling that the fatigue for a long time. It's just oh. been slowly kind of just ebbing away at my tolerance for it. And every once in a while, I'll see something cool. But like eh, this time, I was just like, okay. Um, Do you watch? There's not um, enough. The The Walking Dead. Nope. And did you? 
I tried. You see, so how how far did you get into it? I didn't get very far. I got a couple episodes here and there, like not even in order. Um, I think the last episode I thought I saw that I thought was a, a cool concept was they were walking through. They like covered themselves in zombie smell so that the other zombies wouldn't smell them. Hmm. Um, but that's all I remember. So I got burned out too, and because and so I stopped watching The Walking Dead like I don't know halfway through the third season or something like that. It it didn't feel like the sh- show was about zombies anymore. <laughs> I don't know if it's turned back into zombies. It, or it really never was about zombies. Yeah, exactly. So, although the title of the show implies The Walking Dead, so it should be about the They're all pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so anyways. Uh, But anyways, um, so I also had that kind of zombie fatigue for a while. It seemed like they were remaking them a lot, and then we were doing like, you know, I maybe the World War Z was kind of like a break, like, hey, it's zombies, but it's a different take on it. And I'm like, well, we've seen running zombies, so it's not that new. Um, but it was done well, and I even listened to the audiobook of World War Z. It wasn't as impressive oh, wow. as everybody said it was. Yeah. But um, uh, I'm really curious to see if fucking David Fincher is going to direct a fucking sequel. Um, but uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I I I had it, the fatigue too, and so I laid off. Like I hadn't seen a zombie movie for or zombie anything for like a year or two. Um, kind of thing, and so I think I, I I took a break from it long enough where I could enjoy this kind of thing because it's it's really I I feel like it defines the old school walking zombie brains you know kind of thing, and so um I feel yeah. it's like a little and it, it's like you said it's it's Romero makes a zombie film in the year 2000, 2005. I mean, how much has filmmaking changed? But at the same time, there's little CG. There's, you know, a little CG blood splatter kind of thing. Um, but the can be to do practical effects for you? Yes. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, so, yeah. So Box Office Mojo has it as a $15 million budget. Mm-hmm. $15 million. I mean, fucking, uh, you know, Bane's mouthpiece in Batman was more than $15 million, you know? Um, you know, the cameras in Dunkirk that he used were more than $15 million. So, um, so I applaud him. I'm so glad that he got to make this movie before he died because I feel like it's kind of... You had a bunch more after that. Yeah, the full circle of... Yeah you know, sort of his career. So. But it's just cool to see them evolving too. Like the one's got the machine gun and he's like picking it up and then shooting with it. And he's like, Oh, I can do some damage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it'd be curious to see if your, if your brain could start remembering or picking up things before you start really, it's just that they were di- taking different takes on it. You know? Well, they reference the, they, they, they don't forget what they did. They're trying to go back to normal, you know? And I was like, cool. I dig that. You know what I mean? It was like, like taking the, it, taking what he did with the previous, um, you know, zombie films and and adding to it, creating, you know, not not rewriting it, but 
but just adding to it kind of thing. So I dug yeah. it. I, I, I applaud it. So it's, it's a borderline slater for zombie films. It's, it's a high dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. More yeah, than happy to rewatch this movie in the future. I wonder if you, if you would watch it with the kids. Uh, yeah, eventually one day. What was your rating, did you, give it a, did you give it a rating, Fonzo? Oh, yeah, I gave it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. And a waste for me. That would be a waste of time. Yeah, I'm not survive. I'm I'm not familiar with the diary or survival films. Yeah, I remember. I think diary was like a found footage. Ooh. And these and these kids are trying to make like a like a documentary. A group of young film students run to real life zombies while filming a film. That's what it was. Yeah, I remember digging that one too. Mm. I know the yeah. Survival of the Dead has a four point nine on IMDb. Yeah, I don't I never finished that one. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I tried watching it, I was just like, I, I, I don't know why. It just looked really I, I that that one the budget must have been really small, I'm pretty sure it was Interesting. Yeah. It's funny that's comedy drama horror. Hmm. Not really big names in it too, so it's kinda like yeah, but it's a Romero. I mean, yeah, maybe he just started banging him out at the end of his career kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. anyways. No, a lot of fun. I was happy with... I, I saw a bunch of good movies this week. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, exactly. You have a good week. And we, you know? and we started watching uh, American Gods. Yes. Oh, Ooh, oh yeah. my good. Talk about graphic. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. The first episode is so bloody. It's so graphic. I'm surprised this is like on TV. I know it's on Star. Is that the one that has that chick fucking that, that chick puts that dude in her vagina? Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's it. You I got, got it. it. I got the, you got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> That's, that was like, all right, I don't know about this. I got it's, I got too much other stuff to watch. Uh, I don't know if I can put this in the schedule. It's uh well, and see, that's the thing. We don't have anything. We're not watching anything right the now. Game of Thrones is on, son. I don't fucking watch Game of Thrones. What? I told. I haven't been watching. I haven't watched Game of Thrones in probably two years, three why years. Why did you stop on that? Because I got bored. Every episode, nothing changed. It was just more dialogue. I'm missing out, homie. Yeah, I'm missing out. Season right here. Season right here. Yeah, man, it's, it's happening, bro. Yeah. Catch up. Think you like it? Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know how Tony likes it. Though. There's zombies in it too, though. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the homework this week? I have the homework. All right. And I'm assigning something that I saw on Netflix, and I saw it had Brad Pitt. I'm oh, like, what the fuck I don't is exactly this? What yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's another yeah. historical yeah. film. What's he talking about? War Machine. What's talking yeah. about Willis? War Machine. I'm all about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this? Why is this on here? Like, it did. I I'd never heard of it. Never heard anything <laughs> about it. I'm like, I'll just put it on my list in my back pocket for whenever uh, I run out of shit to assign. So here you go. When he's like, uh, hey Brad Pitt, you lost or something? Why are you? Why are you <laughs> yeah, on Netflix? What are you doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who who's this director? David 
Mishid? Mishid? Mashod? Not a goddamn thing. The Rover, Animal Kingdom, bunch of shorts. Yeah, but the fact that he got Brad Pitt, you know. Yeah. It's uh, labeled as a comedy drama war. Sure. Yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah, it's all good. Cool. What you got, Harley? So since we were reviewing um, movies uh, by the best of the best directors, the best of the best, um, we are going to revisit Gone Girl. Gone Girl, all right. We only watched it once. I only watched it once in the theater. Remember, obviously, being uh, happy um, with it. Uh, you know, the ending was a little, um, uh, people, some people didn't like it. Some yeah, it's a very happy it. movie. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um, <laughs> that whole scene with Neil Patrick Harrison. Um, uh-huh. so yeah. I want to rewatch this. I, I know it's a little long, but, um, you know, watch it in two sittings, watch it on your cell phone. Um, you know, watch it on your fucking pencil head, fucking eraser or whatever the fuck you got. Well, I don't know how small your screens are. Watching on your cell phone, Pretty for big. God's sake! Forget, take, watch it at home on your. I watch when the kids are around. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch all. It. Why don't I just put in seven? It was why, you gotta, why, why do you all man? Why do you care how I watch it? <laughs> oh man, it was so funny. Deal. It was so funny. Me and Chris were laying in bed and we were watching the TV we're watching the show and there's a box and, and the character keeps looking over at the box, keeps looking over at the box. And I'm like, what's in the box? And Chris is like, <laughs> Chris is like, just speaking of Brad Pitt and David Fincher. She goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, there's a woman's head in the box. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you have uh, seen seven, right? And she's like, of course. And I was okay. like, spoiler alert. Because if you hadn't, I just ruined it for you. She's Seriously, like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, Man. you can't fucking talk about seven. Can't talk about Fight Club. Talk no. about what's in the motherfucking box. Who is Tyler Durden? Yeah, you know, talk about movies with spoiler alerts. So, anyways, it was just funny. That's funny. So, Gone Girl and War Machine. So I didn't do a goddamn thing this weekend. I got high and watched a fucking funny ass movie. Um. But then I just kind of chilled out. It's been really hot here, so I'm running the air conditioner a lot. Uh, so I will I will leave it up to you two gentlemen about what y'all did this this weekend. Yeah, I mean the big thing was uh, Comic Con, you know. Yeah, it was here and it's gone now. But um, on, I'll start with Thursday. I it, I mean if you want to watch a video version of it, I put a YouTube video of it on uh, my YouTube channel. I pretty much like you know. Log a little bit of what I did there, but uh, I just kind of go over the audio format here. Um, so on Thursday, I uh, went down there to check out all the stuff on the outside convention. And across from Pickle Park at the parking lot, there's a thing called the Interactive Zone. And the big thing I wanted to try was uh, they had a Boltron food truck. And uh, one of the characters, Hunk, in the last season, was uh, he became a chef at the mall. He started becoming a chef, started cooking some food. So I don't know how the time came in, but it was cool. They were giving out this little green ice cream. It was called, like, it was like Green Goo. Um, there's an episode where there's food fight and there's green goo everywhere. But uh, it tasted like green apple. And being how hot it was, fuck, man, it didn't hit the spot, dude. It was so good. So I did that first. 
kind of walked around, seeing what else they had. They had a uh, a school bus with a VR experience for it. But when I got there, it was all just for press only. So damn it, if I didn't have my, if we didn't have a bag of press on it, I could have tried to use that. <laughs> but uh, they said, oh, come back around five. It's just only for press right now. Like, damn it. So I went over to this other booth. It was for Mr. Mercedes, an, an AT&T original series. So it kind of ran into Dexter. It was like a serial killer who sells ice cream, his ice cream truck, but he also drives around in a Mercedes. So they call him Mr. Mercedes. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. I heard free T-shirt, so I'm getting in line to get a free T-shirt. This guy. He's <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, T-shirts. I got, a free t- yeah, I got a free T-shirt. Um, while I was waiting in line, one of the girls like, "Hey, you know, if you go stand up there, you take a picture with this 3D looking effect thing, you can get a, a ticket for a free ice cream." I'm like, fuck yeah! How about another free ice cream in this fucking heat? Yes. She's like, "I'll save your spot. Perfect." So I go over there. The little 3D picture, they gave me the card. I go over the ice cream truck. Perfect. No long lines. It's Thursday, right? So I think it's the perfect time to go. So I get a, they, they ask me what kind of flavors. I get the chocolate eclair. All right, sounds good. So I'm sitting there eating, waiting to get my shirt, but I'm eating my ice cream. It's fucking great. So I wait a few minutes. I go, oh, you, we'll send you a text when your shirt's ready. Perfect. Go check out some other things. So this year, uh, and Pepsi was teamed up with MTV or something called Fandom Fest. And they had this food truck there. And every day they're going to give out different food. But while I was there, the food was already out. So they just had cold drinks. I'm like, fuck. Cold water, cold Pepsi, whatever you want. I'm like, this is free? Yeah. Fuck. Get in line for that. Get a free drink. I'm like, man, I have to buy lunch or anything. I'm set. So I get that. It's perfect. And then uh go back in my T-shirt, come back, go over the bridge, go to the other side of the convention center with the green lawn. It's the FX department and adult swim. So I'm walking around there. And uh, I'm wearing my Bullet Club T-shirt, and I'll let Har- I'll let Tony explain. I'll let Tony talk about the Bullet Club T-shirt because because uh, uh, it, it comes up to this, it comes up in, in line again when I go up to a security guard. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm standing in line. I see this huge line wrapping around to get into the adult swim, and I'm like, damn man, this one this is gonna take a long time. I'm wondering where the VIP line is where. Uh, I registered in advance. I'm thinking, oh, cool. There's another line for the registries or whatever. Right? And I go up to the front of the, the line. I'm like, hey, where, where do we line up for if we're registered? Or the, oh, they're kind of mixed up the same line. I'm like, wait, what? So the people that are waiting in line are mixed up with the people that are registered? I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was VIP, whatever, you know? I'm like, man, this is some bullshit. This, is, this sucks. So I'm, I'm like, huh. So I'm walking around. One of the security guards goes, hey, my man, sweet. Nice shirt, dude. I'm like, oh, what's up, man? So you like Bullet Club? I'm like, yeah, but I like Bullet Club. Why are you sure, right? Bullet Club is um, is this new faction. It's kind of like NWO and uh, New Japan Wrestling and Ring of Honor. They're taking the wrestling uh, scene by storm. They had a bunch of wrestlers. They 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 adapted the two suite from uh, NWO. Me and my man start rapping. He's like, oh man, and I'm like, hey dude, I'm, you know I got this registered thing. He's like, hey, don't worry, buddy, man, I got you. He goes up to this other girl that's scanning the QR code that's letting people in. You know, he's like patting him down or checking him out. And then this girl with the scanner lets you in. So he goes, hey, this guy was already in line. Uh, can you scan him real quick? I didn't have to wait the long line. The guy just hooked me up. So I hit him with the two suite. And he was, I walked in. I was like, this is fucking amazing. This is so funny. Because prior to that, anytime someone saw the shirt, they would go, yo, well, the club, two suite. And I just hit him up with the two suite. You know what the two suite is? It's like you're doing the metal, you're doing the metal fist, the devil horns. But you got your thumb in the two middle and, and the ring finger together. You just have to see. Like you watch old NWO videos. 
or you referenced Tony knows now. He's a nice reader. It was it was fucking crazy to, to see people <laughs> recognize. Well, how many times did it happen while you're with me? So many times, man. At least <laughs> there was two or three times that it's that I, like it was right in front of me. There was a couple more where I saw it from like like fifty feet away. <laughs> Like I was like, "What the fuck is what is going on?" Um, people, <laughs> like, people get excited about it. When we're waiting to Hard Rock, Gino's looking like, "What? What just happened? What, what was that? Why did they just random shade your light? Like I find you, whatever." Yeah, it, it was so a trip funny. to see people get so excited about this this shirt that he was wearing. I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. What about when we're inside the Hard Rock? The bartender. Oh, the bartender. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, like the bartender at the, at the at the Hard Rock. I mean, yeah. seriously, everybody was recognizing this. I was like. Yeah. Impressive. So we, okay, yeah. So that was that was what's cool on Thursday night. Tony and Lane were coming to meet us at Thursday night because we got registered for this party. So Thursday night we get in line for the kid in the Hard Rock. It was a Phantom Fest. It was, it was sponsored by Pepsi, so they got a little more money involved in this time than they did last year. Because last year it was, it was uh, sponsored by a video game. So this year, um, it's the same free drinks, food. It was awesome when we finally get in, relax. Uh, but the big thing that 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 night it was um, Big Boy was performing from Outcast. Um, so that was that's why I was super excited about. So we're hanging out there, you know, we're getting our drink on, food on, we're hanging out. Um, was it after the show we met the guys from Lonely Island? Or was it before? Yeah, I remember. Um, I feel like it was after. After, right? Yeah. yeah so after. you yeah. just watched yeah. Popstar, Harley. We we just saw two guys, two two thirds of the Style Boys, Jorman or cool. actually the two directors. Yeah. So what? It was only Connor for real was missing. That's awesome. Well, we got to meet them, yeah, hang out with them. So that was cool. Talk a little bit with them. That was rad. And uh, and Big Boy, man, he just fucking tore down the house, dude. He was he was having so much fun, man. I mean, they got they got hits on hits on hits, dude. I I took home the set list with me just to remember because man, when the, when the songs were, were coming on, man, it was just like just you know how you eat with rap songs, Carly. You know what I mean? You oh, hear yeah. One fucking verse. He just oh, can't help yeah. but to rap the goddamn whole song, you know. Mm-hmm. And Outkast, you hear they hear big boy songs. It's just fucking, we're just, we're just you know, the bangers. I was, I would say, <laughs> you know, there it is, dude. I, I mean, I was, I danced like the whole night. Like, I there was one part where I, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't dance. I was just so into it. It was awesome. And I got, I looked behind me, and Tony and Lane, they're getting down. So I was, I was just feeling. I was totally excited. The girls in front of me were totally dancing. I mean, everybody was feeling it. So. And uh, that that was one of the highlights for me. I'm like, this is only Thursday, and this shit's already happening. It's awesome. Um, what was your perspective on Thursday night, Tony? It was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the party experience that I've been wanting, you know, from mm-hmm. Comic Con. Then that and and it was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, not enough booze, but that's all right. I didn't need to get drunk that night. <laughs> it booze. was you free drink drinks, but I away. wasn't like. They were serving them kind of weak, and I didn't have any cash to tip the bartenders with, and I just felt bad. Just keep taking free drinks. I was like, "Yeah, stopped at stopped at maybe five. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was so fun. The, the The food was good. Free food, free drinks. I mean, fuck, man. Exactly. Was, exactly. Free, free, you know, concert. So can't go wrong with that. Yeah, free concert. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So Friday we have our badge. So we're going inside the exhibit hall. We're going to check everything out. My big plan on Friday was to. Get to a Voltron signing because the producer and the creators and uh, two of the actors who were going to be in there. And I had a poster from last year had signed by, by by the writer and pretty much like I was just missing two people on that poster. Actually, everyone that does voice acting, I miss on there. So, but two of them were on there. I'm thinking 
last year they were just sitting there. Uh, so the show's blown up because it was way more popular this year than last year for sure. Because um, last year, like it, they were at the tail end of their signing, and I just was, happened to walk up to the sales pavilion because I, uh, I think I saw a tweet or something like, "Hey, we're only here for a few more minutes." So I ran up there and I got a poster and got a signature. So I was super excited. This year was a ticketed event, so you had to have gotten a ticket. And the security guard that was in there was not playing. She was not playing. She was not having it. I'm like, hey, you know when it's all said and done, maybe I can just go in there? I'm, I'm like, it's just fucking me. I'm just one person. It's not like there's 50 other people that are going to keep going, you know? And she's like, well, maybe at the end you can meet him, whatever. I'm like, fuck, man. There's no fucking shit. She what's this happening, right? So I'm like, wait, wait. I wait for at least for an hour. And then finally, like, right when the signing's over, one of the guys tell the beat. Actually, the guy from Tucker and Dale um, was walking out. And I was like, hey, Todd, do you mind signing my poster real quick? And he's like, he's like yeah, I just, I just really got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. Here. He signs it. I'm like, thank you so much. That was awesome. He's like, yeah, no problem. And you're, you can tell you really had to go because he was in a, he was hauling ass. He was in a hurry. Like a dance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then uh, I just needed one more of the girl uh, that plays Pidge. I just needed her signature. She's walking up, and she sees this guy, and she's like, hey, come here. And they start talking. I'm just like holding my poster. And he's like, girl, just. Just, we could just come over here and sign it. It'd be awesome. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. So she walked away. I'm like, fuck, maybe if she walks out again through where he kind of went through, or a different direction, I, can't, I could. But she went this other way. So I didn't get her. So I'm like, darn it. So maybe the next time. But I did add uh, Tyler Levine, who plays Hunk, on my poster. So I was excited. It wasn't total. Loss. I didn't want to like, have that bum me out. So, you know. Like, cool. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. So we're walking to Tibbet Hall, just trying to check everything out, just trying to take it all in. Looking for like a jigsaw poster or anything, just from landscape. But the landscape booth was really small, and they were only video game oriented. They were Walking Dead video game, um, Power Ranger video game. So it was kind of odd to not see landscape next to a, a legendary booth. You didn't notice that, Tony? Remember, like they're always just oh yeah, that's right, side by side to each other. You yeah. Know I mean? So it's kind of throwing me off, you know. And then like the Netflix had a bigger booth, you know. So their presence was known. Like Stranger Things, a fucking show on Netflix had an all age panel pretty big um so just walking around and trying to check everything out so it was fun and saturday ran into uh oh friend the friday night we we went to the mtv fandom fest the party that was at uh at peckle park and uh got to see a couple actors from the lego ninjago movie had some more free uh food and drinks um by that night tony was pretty exhausted he was he was pretty done by that night <laughs> he was yeah. pretty exhausted Right, Tony. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was done. It's, it I was get my the feeling he hasn't slept since. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Uh, <laughs> I think poor Bass is catching up on some work. Yeah, uh, no, and, and it, I, I was suffering from my only three and a half hours, four hours of sleep because I drank oh. from Thursday night and then walking all day Friday or Thursday. Yeah, that was Friday. <laughs> um, and I was just like, my back was just was just not having any of it. It's like, nope, sit your ass down, motherfucker. So, uh, by the end of the day, I was, I was done. Um, you could tell. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there, you know, it's exhausting. I'm running on adrenaline. So I, I, you know, my back hurts a little bit. Once I sit down, I'm, I'm like, fine. So I, uh, I didn't think I had ibuprofen. Like I thought I would have. I was like, nah. So Saturday I go in there. My buddy Scott's down there. Um, so I'm, I was going to meet up with him, I went up with him and then, uh, but it's Chris and Christian they didn't have a badge, but uh, buddy Scott and his friend hooked them up, so we got to hang out with them. I got to hang out with them a little bit longer. We check out the exhibit floor some more because I always feel like I missed something. I'm always I'll see something on Twitter or something, and I'm like, fuck, man, I missed something. But I always want to check my buddy Chris, uh, my, another Chris, or who's got a booth there. Who's always got a booth there, and I always see my Mosh Palooza. 
he hooked me up with a couple records and some t-shirts, so that was cool. Uh, it's always just cool to see him run into him. I always want to make sure to say hi to him. And funny enough, I got to run into Eric from Joe Blow, which I didn't think I was going to be able to see you, but he was walking the exhibit floor. Just happened to we kind of saw each other. We're like, hey! Cool. It was cool to run into him. Yeah, so I was super excited. I didn't run into Jimmy O. Felt bad. Wanted to run into Jimmy. Um, but it's just one of the things. It's just kind of was happening so fast. And I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, why do you guys feel like this Comic-Con went really fast for some reason? Yeah, it did. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because on Saturday, we had that Screen Junkies party and and then the whole venue. And that was kind of cool. Got to see the director of Deadpool. They got to play the Rush, play Colossus and, and Rob Liefeld. And then after that, Tom McFarlane came out with Michael Jai White. I was just stoked to see Black Dynamite in person. I was super stoked. Um, and Tom McFarlane said he has the rights to a, a Spawn, another Spawn movie, which exciting news. It's going to be rated R, and he's fucking directing it. So it's going to be kind of cool to see a different take. Because the, the segment they were there for was called it Does It Hold Up? It was kind of funny. Because hmm. um, they show some of the, the scenes, some of the highlights. Like, in fact, I think I have a cool uh, story about my, my, like for like a minute, Michael Jai White's talking about the dog in the movie. If you guys remember Spawn. I think mm-hmm. Harley want, Tony wanted to make it the it's extra credit for a while, right? <laughs> I, think I thought I did. We did watch it not long ago. Yeah, that's right. We did. That's why. Right. That's right. When I was seeing the scenes, it was all fresh. In my, that's right. I'm going. That's right because they're talking about the dog. That fucking kid that's always in all those goddamn movies. Yep. Episode 250. Oh. So about 100 yeah. episodes ago. Um, so I should, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, I was, we're talk- that's right. When I, when I saw Martin Sheen and the, and the cape, I was curious to see if they catch all the things we were talking about in it, you know? Um, the sound- I remember the soundtrack being cool. <laughs> uh, and then uh, who else did they- and then they had Kevin Smith versus Elijah Wood versus one of the guys on the show kind of doing these movie debates. It was really cool. Like, it's called Movie Fights, and uh, one of the things was, like, if you could erase any movie in history, what would it be? And I think Elijah Wood chose the uh, Chocolate Factory remake, and uh, Damerod uh, chose Jaws 2. He feels like that movie was the one that caused a bunch of these fucking sequels. Like, he's like, if we didn't have Jaws 2, we would never have Transformers 5, so I blame Jaws 2. Oh, Kevin, yeah, and Kevin Smith came out with a deep cut. He chose this fucking Nazi movie that uh, was, was uh, screened for Adolf Hitler. Wow. Uh, yeah, I forget the name of it, but it's like a movie that was filmed, made for him, kind of, you know? Like, a, what are those called? Like a, prop, not a propaganda film, but one of those yeah, ones. Yeah, propaganda film, I was think. It, yeah, was it? Yeah, and so what... everyone was like, oh, damn, bro. Like, oh, f-. And even Elijah Wood dropped the mic, like, how the fuck do we compete with a Nazi movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hilarious. If it's on YouTube, uh, it's a really it's a really interesting fight. It's like, they had the scariest movie scenes. Uh, I think they even had Best Director. And uh, it was really cool. It was really cool takes to hear them. So it's really, it was really, really interesting topics. And then afterwards, Elijah Wood DJ, and uh, they were. You want to talk about hipster stuff? They were very hipster DJ. I mean, they were playing music that they knew. And so, Tony, you made the right choice by going to your club because you <laughs> probably not liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just had a fun time because you had one like free drink, and uh, I, I got a, got the tall boy. I'm like, fuck! If I'm going to get some drink, let me get that sucker. You know, that should that should be pretty good. And uh, a free swag, a little backpack with a water bottle. So that was kind of neat. Oh, and a fidget spinner that I'm spinning right now. <laughs> kind of funny, yeah. Um, oh, what is it? With fucking fidget dude, spinner. they had a, a, a fidget spinner booth at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. It was like if if we were in Comic Con in the nineties, that would that would have been a pog booth. You know, it was so funny. That's funny. But uh, but yeah, man, it was just fun to hang out with everybody, like Howard and Gina and Megan. We only get to see them once a year, unfortunately, but it's always fun to hang out with them and, and, and talk to them. But it just it kind of it sucks because you know they're doing their own thing, 
Conan and you know you're doing these it's hard to do everything at the end you know so usually the parties at the end which is kind of cool because I was always like third fourth Comic Con in I remember it's when I always be like man the one thing we just want to do is just one of the parties you know let's get to the parties I think I've done everything so <laughs> we've finally been able to do that so it's, it's it, so Comic Con is always a blast um, it's fucking tiring oh and the Blade Runner experience I forgot to talk about that I film a lot of it in my videos so share my videos see but it was like a it was like a movie set. You walk in and uh, you you feel like you're inside Blade Runner. You know, there's like this L.A. futuristic noir, like people dressed up in characters and they're totally in the characters. And uh, you have this bracelet, you get scanned, and then you get a free T-shirt. Then you got free shots of Johnny Walker in these little test tubes. It was cool. You get to sample these little noodles, and you got your uh, face scan and to tell you if you're a replicant or human. Spoiler alert: I was a replicant. So Uh-oh. yeah. Uh, but that that was that was an offsite event. That was really cool. Um, uh, and wait in line to get a, um, a Rick and, uh, Adult Swim free T-shirt. Running the kid that plays Luke in Modern Family. So that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, it was just so so crazy how fucking fast this Comic Con went. Can't believe it. I don't know. I was curious, Tony. How did uh, the basement go that Saturday night? It was all right. It was a lot. It was it was actually hotter, uh, more crowded. And less like a more club vibe than we were hoping for. Like uh, the people were shoving and elbowing and like they weren't friendly. Like normally at basement, the people are right. cool because they're more like your festival rave friendly people. Um, yeah. and you get, you know, you, you people like squeeze by, but they're like smiling at you, like sorry, like you know, but they're still like kind of you know, bobbing their head and like they dance with you as they walk by. No, this time people will just put their arms out elbow you out the way i'm like fuck this shit man so we stayed cool. till like uh like 12 40 maybe um yeah. the uh party favor didn't come on till like 12 15 so yeah we we stayed for like 30 minutes for of his set and um and uh, and he wasn't playing like his normal normal festival music like his mix like his festival mix he was playing more playing more more like he was playing more of a club mix yeah and so i'm just like you know what all of it combined I'm out. I, there's not enough superheroes in here, and like there was, there was barely anybody. Um, you could barely see the the, uh, the 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 hostesses and the waitresses. You know, the cocktail waitresses, the, the, yeah. the bartenders. They're the ones that were. They're the only ones that were dressed up, and you could barely see them through the throngs of people. So, right. So yeah. So we bounced pretty pretty early. Um, okay. Yeah, I was well going to go, but I was like, my parking's only till one, so it's kind of very limited. To yeah, yeah. Do, no, we so. totally understand. Um, yeah. And it wasn't that great. Like okay. you would have been in there, you would have been getting elbowed and shit, and and it was it was hot and like sweaty. It it, it seems uh, like that wouldn't have been the best uh, first time going to basement. Exactly, experience. and and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad Fonzo was here because it's not a good like a first impression of uh, yeah. either party favor or basement. Like normally, it's a lot cooler sure. than that. Um, yeah. No, it's funny though. Before when Elijah wouldn't his his, his, his co DJ was like. Uh, I was like, oh, please put your phones down. You guys look really weird with them up. Like, huh. you know, like enjoy the show. Put your phones down. <laughs> <laughs> show, like, what? Okay. I mean, it makes sense, you know? Like, yeah. live the moment experience it, you know? But, but I don't know. Just the way you said it was kind of funny, you know? Like, yeah. Put your phones down. You look you look ridiculous. Or so look silly or something like that. I like, should have just, oh. like, filmed it from the bottom. <laughs> I want to my phone up and go, can I tweet this out real quick? <laughs> yeah, hey, can you say that again into the yeah. camera? The only geeky thing he played was like that Howard recognized was Legend of Zelda. It was, like, oh, really? Like the song of like uh, one of the party favor of... opened up with um, the Imperial March. Okay. 
So that was badass. That was cool. Yeah, and that seems like it. All, that, that that works. That, that seems cool. Yeah. But yeah, this one was just yeah, it was just kind of odd. It was just like uh, the music. We we're just kind of dancing. We we're just kind of running up. We we're just kind of looking at each other like this is nobody. I, I, like I didn't recognize one song. Dang. You know. Like, yeah, that's like that, a, I remember. If, if, if you yelled out like, "Hey, play Bruno Mars," the DJ would like move his headphone back one ear and be like, "Who's she?" Like he wouldn't even know who it was. You know, he was so fucking. Yeah, right. And we're gonna play music from around the world. Like he was just kind of like, you know, playing these weird like house music from like France. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. It was very hipster. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, yeah, I I checked that um, a YouTube <laughs> Elijah Wood Sorry. mixing it up, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> not my not my bag. Yeah, wasn't even fast pay. People were just dancing because it's like Elijah Wood, sure. you know. Sure. I'm like, oh, motherfuckers yeah. wouldn't be dancing if it wasn't him, you know. So that was kind of a bummer because, like, man, we're partying at the House of Blues, you know. It should be cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Should have had another dude come in there, you know. Just fucking air horn. Dun, 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 dun. Right, that's all. Let's fucking let's let's get it cracking. <laughs> but it was the the place was cool. The venue was cool. I mean, they had this cool like little 3D thing where you take a picture and like a bat, like a like a robe and like a jack. This this guy was cosplaying as Tyrone Bigums. I was like taking a picture with guy just as Tyrone. So I walked up to the bar and he's with his family. I'm like, man, what smells like catfish? He's like, what's up, baby? <laughs> just like, it like didn't miss a beat. Like, in full on character. I loved it. It's so mm-hmm. cool. I love that someone still cosplays as Tyrone, you know? Then I, uh, then remember he had a little theme song in the beginning, remember? Do you remember that, Harley? Like an old 50s, cool. like, the name, like Tyrone Biggums from Dave Chappelle. The crackhead. Peanut butter crack, peanut butter crack sandwich, baby. You know? Yeah, he did have a little, uh, like a little intro song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's fucking funny as so. hell. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And then, like, on Sunday, we we're going to celebrate River Reagan's birthday. I mean, today is their birthday. Oh, three minutes ago. <laughs> um, um, but uh, uh, freaking Reagan took a header to one of these little boxes that old door goes shoe. They get the cut right where fucking crew got his cut in his left eyebrow. Whoa. So he starts bleeding. So I even had to take him and get glued up and stitch up. So we couldn't go to the pool party. We couldn't do a pool party that day because it couldn't go in the water. So we went oh. to Chuck E. Cheese instead, and we had fun. But we're going to celebrate their birthday on Sunday. And we'll give him some cake and uh, just go have a pool party. Because it's just a weird thing. Like, he was so excited to show like show me, like, hey, look. We got this, like, um, shoe boxes, you know, for our shoes. And Amy, like, took out the closet and uh, just took everything out of there. Made it into, like, a little playroom for the kids. Like, they got a little couch. got these little lights. They can sit there and play and read. Uh, so it's kind of neat. It's a, it's a really cool design. So, um, so that's happening. That weekend's always crazy. It's the Comic Con and kids' birthday, and uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, so that is kind of a tough combination. Yeah. So I was pretty worn out. Like every night, I'd go home to go to bed. I come the stairs. I was fucking exhausted. I bet. I mean, it's my leg was killing me. But it's but I I, I love it. I, it's always funny. Like I don't go to panels anymore. It's kind of, they just people camp out way too much. It's it's just too nuts. Like the kind of Avengers Infinity Trailer kill. But you can go online and you look up YouTube and you can see all the panels you want. Yep. You miss, you know. So you really don't need to. There was a you know. uh, there oh, was but a the Ready Player One trailer. Did you guys all see that? No, I did not. Okay. I saw it. I saw it, but I wasn't. It, it looked way graphically intense like there was a lot of visual shit going on it was oh, almost dude. overwhelming um, yeah. and I don't know what the story's about so I was lost um, oh, okay. I was like huh what what's going on <laughs> it's a virtual you know about world the story Harley I got n- uh, no idea okay. I, I saw th- there was a reddit 
post. It was a GIF, and it was at one of the panels, and somebody asked Harrison Ford. They said, uh, I'm, I don't know if, Tony, you've already seen it, or Fonzo. They said, uh, is it your, is it your, um, um, shit, uh, uh, job not job in life what is it when you have a uh your thing in life your your challenge not challenge but is it like i'm already fucking it up duty. <clears throat> uh, to remake every mo- fran- every movie franchise that you started <laughs> yeah you, you know and he was like god damn right it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really like oh that's really, awesome yeah it's funny so that's pretty funny. Yeah, but it's like I can imagine those panels. How many people want in? Two people camp out two nights before. I mean, you have to get a bracelet. You have to get a bracelet to come back. It's crazy. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. You missed the panel, Tony? No. Yeah. I think our last panel was that one for Scott Pilgrim, huh? Uh, with the last Hall H panel, yeah. maybe? No. Remember your last one? No. I feel like I worked... In my last one, I feel like I took my laptop and was working. Like oh, really? I, was, I was doing work. Oh, you were listening and, and then and then and working. Huh? Yeah, and some people were saying were really like, a lady came up to me and was like, "You're not supposed to like send this out or anything." I'm like, "I'm just working. Look, look at my screen. There's code. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Ta- I'm not filming the screen." <laughs> yeah, yeah people live tweet all the time. So that must have been yeah. That must have been damn yeah, a while ago then. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, it was fun. So. My next uh, on, uh, for Saturday, I let uh, my buddy from work um, and his daughter. I, I gave them our passes, our badges, and they had a blast. They said, "Oh, they, that's awesome!" They did not. They walked the entire length of the exhibit hall twice. Yep, took gotcha. hundreds of pictures and and passed out by like six o'clock. <laughs> they're like, they're like <laughs> "We are done." That's the thing, man. You don't realize how much you're fucking walking. Yeah, you know your, your your eyeballs are moving, looking at everything, you know. But your legs are like, Jesus Christ, man! Can we sit down for a second? And that's the thing—you don't sit down either. Yeah. You don't take a break. Oh, no, let me just sit here and eat. I mean, you can. There's that little section where you can eat, but you're like, no, you don't want to miss a pen. You don't want to miss this thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on here? Because at one point when I was walking by the DC booth, there's the whole fucking Justice League right there signing autographs. I'm like, oh shit, there's oh. fucking Affleck, there's fucking Momoa, Gal Gadot. I'm like, oh shit, there they are, you know. Can't help but to geek out because you're like, yeah, that's, you know, I'm like, there's Batman, there's Aquamanders, and especially after seeing Wonder Woman, I'm like, oh, it's Gal Gadot again, you know? Because it's funny, the new trailer is heavily Wonder Woman, if you notice. <laughs> this, you know, it's kind of, but it's, yeah, it should be. Yeah, you know? so well. Yeah. Kind of funny, too, the thing about Justice League, I read about um, uh, Henry Cavill filming uh, Mission Impossible 6, but there's having a lot of reshoots on Justice League, so they have, uh, and they won't let him shave his mustache. For his character from Mission Impossible Six, what? so they have to see. So some dude CGI'd his mustache off in Justice League. No. Can you imagine him like that job? Like they won't let him shave it off, so he's got to. They got to. They have to CG CGI off his mustache. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited for. I'm definitely excited for Ready Player One or Ragnarok, Black, Black Panther. I mean, all the stuff that's coming out. Change Your Thing Volume uh, Season Two. Um, did you guys watch Stranger Things, right? You guys did? Oh, I yeah, never I'm finished it. Oh, you never finished it? I know, I know, I know. It was good. Right? Oh no, I'm excited, man. I saw the, I saw the, the trailer. Trailer? The fucking thriller? Yeah, thriller. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Harley, get into it, man. Before it, it'll come back in October, the new season. But 
Yeah, dude, you should watch it. I know. I watched. I think about. I watched. Over you watched with Anna too. She'd really dig it. Yeah, I watched a half. I think I watched the, you know, half of the first okay. season. Okay, it's so tough. I don't. If I can't, if I can't get Chris into it, yeah, it's hard. It's for you hard to watch, to watch TV because the yeah. only time I ever watch TV is with the wife when we go to bed at night, and uh-huh. um, she was not feeling it. And we so, start all over again with the watch from the beginning. Never yeah, I can watch it. I can watch it with the kids for sure. It's a refresh, you know. Yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Exciting um, new Ultron season in August, so I'm excited. Yeah, so I went through and uh, just played pretty much a playlist of like all the trailers that came out of Comic Con. Um, oh, right on. Bright, the Will Smith one. Yeah, with, that shit's like orcs and elves. What the he's, fuck are you talking about? So dude, there's a he's movie, like a cop in L.A. He's like a right? cop, and it's like a world. It's a shared world. There's orcs and elves and humans living together in the modern world. And Will Smith and it's is a, a, it's cop, a movie, not a TV series. And it's a, it's a movie, right. Um, yeah. And his partner is an orc. <laughs> boy and Big so, Willie's in it. Huh? Now Boy Big Willie's in it, Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith is the cop, and, and he's got an orc as a partner. Uh, what is that start? Comedy? No, dude, it's like a drama, right? Yeah, it's like a drama. It looked wow. like it's supposed to be a like a like a drama like a uh, maybe like it's a. Directed by Lord David Ayer, son. What? Huh? Dude, set in a world where mystical creatures live side by side with humans, a human cop is forced to work with an orc to find a weapon everyone is prepared to kill for. Right. Written by Max Landis, he's hit and miss. Uh, directed David Ayer, Will Smith, Lucy Fry, Joel Egerton, Numi Rapaz, Edgar Ramirez, Choco. Well, that's not, no surprise because what's his name's David Ayer. Yeah, just watch that show, son. Yeah, dude, you'd be like, what yeah, the that fuck? was a trip. Um, right? Marvel's Inhumans. Oh, that's a TV show, right? Or the movie? That one looked kind of cool. Marvel's uh, The Defenders. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Note. I'm excited for that. Yeah, one. That's, yeah that's a trip. It's gonna be I'm cool. Curious about that. Uh, Pacific Rim Two. Eh, I wasn't too too big on. Yeah. Um, the Dark Tower. It wasn't a trailer, though, was it? It was more like a like a. It was more of a propaganda commercial or something. Yeah, yeah like it was a, more of a teaser, teaser. Like a recruiting video. Right. Mm. That's, that's what I saw. Yeah. Uh, Dark Tower. Still excited for that. Uh, the Snowman. That actually. Okay. Was... Okay. That was a trip. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Anna saw the uh, the poster for that when we went to. Um... When we went to the theater to see uh-huh. Dunkirk, and she's like, yeah. "I want to see that," and I'm like, "What is it?" She's like, "I don't know, but it looks cool." The name like that, and I was like, "Yeah, all right. Tony, how, yeah." How would you explain the trailer? Like, the trailer makes it seem like, like it, it makes it eerie, like like it's almost a supernatural. They they hint at it, it could be something weird, like that. It's uh, women are disappearing, and the. The guy's trademark is having snowmen around. It, it, it it's weird. Like, yeah, but I'm interested. Fastbender's in it. In fact, yeah, Fastbender's in it. And and the way they filmed it almost makes it look like it's like it's in his head. Like maybe something something's gonna yeah, be out of whack yeah. like that. Like it's either gonna be him or it's in his head or something something weird. Like it doesn't look like it's a straightforward, um, yeah. you know, yeah, insomnia true. type movie. But it's in it's in the snow, like it's it. So it has that feel to it, 
the, the insomnia fever. Yeah, I just like it's a different take. Yeah, it looks really cool. It looks interesting. I'm like, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah. What else did you see? Um, the Wrinkle in Time. Oh yeah. Fucking, I am. That is one of the few movies that I'm like geeking out for. Um, because I read I read the book as a kid. And I've always, and it was one of my first introductions to the concept of time travel and black holes and shit right. like that. And I was like, oh, they, 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 there's a scene in the in the trailer that is straight out of my brain. Like I was like, that's exactly how I imagined that scene. So yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, real quick for the synopsis for Ready Player One, it's got on there, directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, when the creator of an MM, of an MMO called Oasis um, called the Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which oh. will give the finder his fortune. Wade Watts finds the first clue and starts a race for the egg. Oh, okay, that's better. So that's, yeah. yeah. But right. it but it takes but there's all these eighties references, dude. You see, there's a, a lot of references. You see the Iron Giant in the movie, yo. You see the A-Team Bang. You see Christine. You see the Akira motorcycle. You see Freddy Krueger, dude. You see Freddy Krueger, dude. You it's, fucking see. I'm, dude, you watch the trailer. It's like your fucking childhood just fucking jizz all over your face. It, it's just <laughs> coming at you so fast. I'm not even kidding, dude. It you is, watch yeah. it. Watch the trailer, Harley. You'll fucking do it. Spielberg is like, I think, the perfect guy to helm this. It's like. Well, yeah, for sure. It's pretty insane. Um. Uh, but I think in the book it's like the Iron Giant is like it's Ultraman or something like that. Some other, uh, but, um, but yeah, so cool. it's Warner Brothers and it's just got a bunch of Easter eggs. When you watch, you watch the trailer, you catch up all these different things. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah, it's it's good. That's like one of my ones I'm looking forward to for sure. Cool. Yeah, those are the ones. Uh, that what other trailers? Those, those are the ones that I was that I was hyped about. I saw some other ones, but eh, they're they're meh. Yeah, so far. Trail that was trailer roundup for you. There you go. Yeah, I think that's going to conclude this episode. I mean, we've we've done pretty much right. I mean, did you do anything else this weekend, Tony? Sunday? Mm, uh, no, we we Pokemon a little bit, but oh, no. mostly I just God worked. damn, still Pokemon in it. Well, they got like <laughs> legendaries and raids that came out, and so that was a big thing this weekend. Um, watching the 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 utter disaster that was the pokemon go fest in chicago oh shit did you hear about that uh-huh. so pokemon go fest put on a, a festival you know and like maybe fifteen thousand people ended up buying tickets and going out there um and and they had this whole plan to have um like events throughout the day and challenges and so like these 30 minute windows where where everybody around the world was supposed to catch as many Pokemon as they can and and it would help contribute to beating these challenges and by the end of the day um, you might unlock certain levels of raids or, or legendaries or something like they had this whole extravagant plan turns out everybody's there nobody can log on it crashed it crashed they were having crashes. <laughs> I knew it. They I was going to no, ask you that. I was like, they had no bandwidth. People log on at the same time. Like, well, the problem was that they, nobody, they, they, nobody gave them extra cell towers. So, fifteen thousand people within a small park just bottlenecked it. Like, so <laughs> the 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 cell towers, the, uh, the, you know that that was an issue. Everybody connecting from the same location was yeah. was, was was causing crashes on their server. Um, people were having trouble authenticating. Like. 
they were having like I was watching um the uh the Twitch live stream and you could uh-huh. hear people booing like and like what? throw fucking water bottles uh on stage and shit like they were pissed like dude don't piss off the nerds man oh it's, no uh, turn on you <laughs> and the best the best part but like the, the the hostess the poor hostess she's like trying to figure out what to say she's like oh yeah. so i just got word that uh that there the, the the little animations that happen on your you know when you when you put a lure in the pokestop the animations aren't going to go sh- show up on your on your phone anymore so that should help with band li- bandwidth i'm like that was the biggest crock of bullshit that they fed her to tell everybody that has oh, nothing to do man. with bandwidth that's entirely yeah. on your phone it's like holy shit oh, the ceo oh. came out and they booed him off stage um yeah people were pissed they ended up giving everybody refunds that 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 went to the uh event did, huh? and gave everybody refunds a hundred dollars of credit within the game oh wow and um yeah and, and everybody that went got a free legendary um, because that was, you know, part of why everybody's going to get a chance to catch him. But, uh, I mean, that was at the Festa over there. Over down here, it's still fun. They've got raids going on. Legendaries are out there. Um, I got to get on that quick. I mean, I did like, we didn't, we didn't have time to go to a legendary raid this weekend, yeah. but there's going to, they're going to be around for another few weeks. Um, so got to catch them right now while, while the hype is catch up. Them all. I, well, you got to, well, while the hype is up because people, <laughs> aren't going to like it's going to teeter off and eventually you're not going to be able to find a raid group to, to catch the big guys. Um, but, but yeah, so we, we did a little bit of that. Um, I guess that was on Sunday. Yeah. Cause Saturday we just, we just chilled um, and worked a little bit. Yeah. How did you do that on Saturday? How were you? What's that? What did I do on Saturday? Were you just recuperating? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. I mean, we just chilled at home yeah rested because friday night no wait no saturday night saturday yeah saturday we were resting up so that we can throw down hard saturday night um at the at basement yeah so so yeah not much else yeah this uh i'm check, i'm gonna check out atomic blonde this friday anybody else gonna go see it No, I saw a tra- I saw a, uh, the poster to it, but I, I don't know anything about it. Oh, really? You never seen the trailer? That's uh-huh. cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go to the theater to see it. What's that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I'm a guest on our, uh, my friend's podcast, so uh, it's, it's one of the movies to watch. So I took the Friday off to go see it. Cool. <laughs> fun. So I try to get. I'm gonna try to get him on ours. I'm coming up soon here. Soon, so. Right on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's going to be it, right? Just the randomly rants all these movies. Episode 365 is in the books. You guys there got anything go, else? Folks. No, I, that, I think that about covers it all. Yeah, I mean, Hardy's got to get out of that fucking parking lot there before he gets mugged. It's like so. 1230. <laughs> he gets towed. <laughs> around, so. yeah, your legs don't fall asleep sitting there in the back? In the back oh, too? yeah. I'm, it's, my ass is hurting. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up then. Uh, yeah. So like I said, uh, hit us up on on iTunes. Man. If you guys get to be so kind, give us a review. And notice that we type in Bad with Podcasts, we don't come up as quick as we used to. So hmm. please help us out. That'd be interesting because there's a lot of other bad boys on there. And uh, we're the 
Oh, geez, with the originals, man. So Chris was just asking me today, how many years have you been doing this? And I was like, I don't know, a couple. And then I was like, wait a second. We were doing we were doing the podcast when me and Jamie were still together. 2010, so yo. was like two. Right She's nine years old, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to be doing this like, uh, I'm going to celebrate my kid. Uh, She's getting married there. tomorrow. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's like, boy, I had to do the homework first. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, if you could, yeah, if you could be so kind and you know, hit us up on Twitter, we'll, we'll see it. It's up Harley. You don't even see things on Facebook, which is odd too. So, yeah, I don't, I don't browse the internet anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. But uh, yeah, if you guys do that, be so kind and um, have the most fun to say we ride together. Harley, we die together. MCP, bad boys for life. <laughs>